Welcome back to the Love Boat Project. This is episode 13. I am your host, Mike Taylor. Along with me is my co-host, Mike Robertson. Ahoy, Mike. Lucky, lucky 13, you would lucky, say. Lucky 13. Very lucky. Although, nobody got lucky in this episode? Maybe? Question mark? That's probably that, you know not. what I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. I don't maybe uh maybe the uh no. fake stock stock. Yeah, he got lucky. Stock yeah, this the stock well the room. They were hot to try. Yeah, they were hot to try. Yeah, so maybe. But they got you know relatively celibate. Relatively celibate <clears throat> episode. Relatively celibate love boat. The way it's been lately. Yeah, the heavy petting edition of the love boat this year. <laughs> Just a friend edition. So. <laughs> before we get started. Uh, wanted to mention former uh, guest on the Love Boat, Miss Lorraine Hoffman, from episode one of the Love Boat, the late great Suzanne Summers. You know, I was looking for something to add this week. You know, looking at the newspaper articles, I looked at People magazine, all these things, and it was interesting to see all these. She did did she did this 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 and this but the thing that stood out to me the most um when Three's company began its fifth season in late 1980 uh she demanded a salary increase now she was at the time she was getting $30,000 an episode uh she wanted to raise from 30,000 to 150,000 for the episode for each episode wow. because that's what John Ritter was getting ah Think about that. 30 grand. I mean, that's ridiculous to be five times up, but. Well, to be going into the fifth season, like if that shows a success, you're given 150 per episode. And like, I don't know what Joyce DeWitt was making, but the thing that stood out, I was like, wow. Well, anyway, let me finish. ABC only offered her a $5,000 per episode raise. They're like, here's 35. The thing that I got out of that was just like, how ballsy. Because I, I, I can't imagine any during that time. Who like that? That was well, I'm sure and they, like, don't do it. You're going to get like blackballed. It's interesting, too, because you saw it with like um, friends and other shows that have an ensemble, but maybe it's like four or five people or something. Seinfeld probably did it, you know where you can kind of like, you know, bond together and probably get everybody the same. I'm if surprised. Same I mean, age. John Ritter, that's that's John Ritter is obviously the the key to that show. I don't think that show or, survives without him, no, but is he no. like Three's Company was not is as good like Chris fractionally? Is he that much right. more? Exactly. And if you think Three's Company was good after she left, it is all about Don Knotts. Those replacement Christies were not good. So just I guarantee you they're going to be on this show. We're oh. going to pick up, we're going to pick up the threes company. I would say it's going to be a little bit, but we're already at three. So, yeah, I would think so. I would yeah. think so. So it was just interesting. That's, that's the thing that stuck, you know, it wasn't the thigh master yeah. or, you know, she's the sheriff or, you know, later shows. It was just like, man, what a ballsy ask in 19, well, I, in 1980. Yeah. And I will, and I will say this, you know, we said it at the time. And now that we've watched, you know, half a season of these shows, mm-hmm. 
that's still as good a performance as anybody's had in that first episode that she was on. It was just a very like grounded, surprising. It could have been a lot of, against type. You know, she was really good in that. So um, that gave yeah. me a, probably a better perspective on her as an actress, you know, um, even so. Yeah. RIP yeah. for real. We always have these fake RIPs. That's an actual RIP. That's a real RIP. Yeah. So, yeah, it is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, I wonder if they they should they should have done like a, every season done like the Love Boat Emmys or the Love Boaties, where they give out well, maybe, little miniature Pacific maybe we'll, princesses to maybe we'll maybe we'll oh, do a little spoiler alert there. Maybe. Just saying, <clears throat> just saying. All right, but we're here to talk about uh, the Love Boat season one, episode thirteen. Any thoughts going into this before we uh, start digging in? <laughs> so. The the way I usually look at these first is I look at the titles just to see if there's anything there. And then I look at the cast just out of curiosity to see how many people I know. And, you know, we have some names that you absolutely know. Absolutely. And then you have some names that you do not know <laughs> at all. Faces. And then you, you have, have faces, faces that you know, but no names, which again is why we need, we need the portholes. But I agree. Um, I, I was... I would this was probably one of the episodes where it was better than the the synopsis I would say. I think the synopsis maybe sold it a little short. This was a decent solid episode and I think the synopsis had me go in a kind of different direction. So See, I I think not only do I think this was a good episode, right? I'm just going to say like my formula for a good love boat episode. Um Four elements. Give me three different oh, types oh, of scale stories. Four. Yeah. Three different types of stories. Right. Yeah. I want some I want some hijinks. I want some warrant warrant. And I want some emotional strings. That's it. If you can do all things within one episode, uh, I'm all in. Right. And then it's just how much wah wah, how much hijinks, how much Oh man, so I feel like I need to start. Episode. I need to start judging these things on this this rating scale. I have a whole, you know, there's yeah, formulas. A, looks yeah. like a, per, a beautiful mind in my state-of-the-art studio. Just <laughs> scrawlings everywhere. <clears throat> okay, so, pardon me. Uh, Love Boat Season 1, Episode 13. Family Reunion, Too Hot to Handle, Cinderella Story. Uh, I saw one of the writers, and his name was Art Barr, and I was like, wait a minute. But I'm, I don't I'm, think it's, it's not the art, same yeah. art bar. I was like, wait, wait, I got really art excited. Bear. It's art bear. Art bear. And I wrote down finally, after talking about it for the entire season, art bear and Ben Jolson, who wrote too hot to handle. Um, they're our guys. Yeah. They are our guys. Um, they wrote the uh the murder mystery, uh, which is from our favorite episode. They also wrote um, the radio drama murder that we did a couple weeks ago with yep. uh, the embezzler. They that did the they did the Julie's understudy, which was a which was a great Ooh. one yeah. with one of my favorite scenes ever when that old guy comes back for that deck walk. Maybe um, they not also the best did, episode. Yeah, that was, but it was good. It right. was good. The storyline. Yeah, and they also did um, the Dennis Kingston uh, Jacqueline Smith bit oh wow which has some of our favorite stuff in there oh, so this actually too. might be their like least inspired one but those guys have been the real mvps of this season i think 
I, I love the writing on that too hot though, too hot to handle. Like it made me laugh. It was good. It was, it was good. Just like it was a high was high floor on that one. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. Um, original air date is one is January seventh, nineteen seventy eight. Before we give the synopsis, let's find out what else was on. It's really easy because there's only two other channels. Can I guess? Yes. Are we are we deep into Kojak now? It looks that way. Okay. So Kojak has replaced Carl Burnett, we think? Yes. Okay. Saturday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBC? I'm not going to get the movie. I'm just assuming there's a movie on the other Well, channel. here's the thing. It's a movie, but it's a movie from an NBC show. So the Oh, movies, like when the fact of life would go to Europe or something? This, <laughs> maybe if there was an emergency, because this, this is an emergency movie. Do you remember emergency? I remember. You know, you know, what's funny. My nephew who just turned 16 Mm. when he was like four or five was really into emergency, like the reruns of emergency because he which was cool. Ambulances and all that fire trucks and rescuing people. Yeah, exactly. So this was an emergency TV movie called the steel inferno. Oh no! Crackle, crackle. Not the towering inferno, though. No, 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 no. no. Not to be Which confused. Probably was with... literally in theaters <laughs> when this was happening. They should have spelled it S T E A L. Been like, yes. <laughs> What's really going on? <laughs> uh, paramedics Gage and DeSoto find themselves trapped on the twentieth floor of a flaming building. That's the entire that is, synopsis. That is the entire. That is. That's it. We gave out the whole story. How does that take two hours? Like, well, like inner fire, inner water, run credits. Go up, yeah. And there's probably well, if it's like Towering Inferno, there's like a shady uh, building guy who used like uh, cheap materials. And then there's a love story, maybe. Is twenty is twenty floors towering? Oh yeah, I would think so. I got to think anything above thirteen. I mean, in Kansas, you're talking a. A skyscraper. Well, in Kansas, yeah. 20, 20 stories is a tall building. Not for us, you know, swinging metro- metropolitan. No, we don't, that's, that's a tiny building in my world. Yeah. All right, so let me get to the synopsis of the uh, episode of The Love Boat. An aging purser, use that word loosely on this show, serves the daughter he deserted as a child. Uh, Really brutal synopsis. A honeymooning couple are plagued by unromantic calamities. Wealthy phonies shower attention on a grocery clerk they believe to be a supermarket tycoon. Wait a minute, that's not true at all. That's a way different synopsis than I read, but that's not. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't think he was a supermarket tycoon. Not at all. They showered attention on him because they thought he was an advertising guy. Where'd you get this synopsis from? There's like four different synopsis normally. And I try to pick the one that's like the least bonkers or I'll just like rewrite it. Yeah. Well, I clearly did not. Thumbs down to that. That's weird. Boo. Well, we're off to a hot start. All right. (laughs) Guest stars. uh, (laughs) Got to go with Bob Crane right off the bat. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. How about the blue highlights? Did you see the blue highlights early on the episode? They like a very blue hue to them. He um he was he was great, and I he guess that's not shock. I guess that's not shocking, right? No. Like you're bringing in a heavy hitter like that. But like, if you told me that 
if, if things had played out differently and they needed to replace Steubing and they just were like, Bob Crane's going to be the new captain of this boat. Different show. But he was he was fantastic. He was great. I will I will probably make an argument at the, during this episode that that's the best guest performance, and that's that's not that's not light praise, but he was amazing. Yeah, that's something to think about. And it's funny because it's going to sound so cheesy, but it like it just looked like he did it without any effort. Yeah, like it looked like Bob what, Crane. But I would imagine I that's, that's what Bob, Bob Crane Bob too, is really right? like. Yeah, like. Yeah, like there was, Hogan wasn't Hogan. Hogan was Bob Crane. Like right. that's the way yeah. it. Yeah, he's he got a very Clooney. It's a Clooney acting about him. But yeah, oh, I, just, I love Bob. Crane. No, he was really good. And I mean, the elephant in the room is for the second episode in a row. We are watching the guest who carries the ball the most in their last televised performance because they died very soon afterwards. Interesting. Uh, last week it was the uh, old guy who was from the Will Gear, the uh, old grandfather. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He died a few months right later. Now. Yeah. Very different circumstances than Bob Crane. Um, but Bob Crane what you, died, what, what within six months of this? I mean, it says that, you know, he was found bludgeoned to death in his apartment, June 1978. Yeah. The case still remains unsolved. That's not how Will Gear died. Like I forget the guy's. I forget the old man's character name. It was like I knew uh, talking about, but, uh, Franklin with a Y. Feather. It's like feather tin or something. This was like a week ago we did this show. I can't remember. I so. remember anymore. <laughs> it all gets. Yep. yep. Well, Bruce Solomon plays Bill Edwards. Um, he, the only reason I'm bringing this up is that Bruce Solomon went on to appear in the movie Autofocus, which is based on the death of Bob Crane. So how weird! No, I think I think Greg Kinnear played Bob Crane in he that did. in that movie. He did. He was a decent flick. Yeah, but I just thought it was like, whoa, that's sort of weird, creepy. Guest starring on a show where the guy died that you played later played a role in the movie. About but the thing is, with died. this show, there's no evidence those two were even in the same zip code on this. No, 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 no. I, I completely agree. This was very, this was very segmented this week. Oh, there it was three storylines and they were very segmented. Completely. No, no confusion. Uh, John Rubenstein played George Allison. He was active on TV from 1967 to 2022. Just so many. Another one of those guys who's just, just on looks familiar. Show. Yeah. Just, Kathy Bates. Interesting about Kathy Bates. Uh, obviously played Sally Allison. Uh, 14-time Emmy Award nominee. Four-time Academy Award nominee. Tony Award nominee. Won the Tony, won an Oscar for Misery, and has two Emmys. Highly decorated. It was kind of cool and to see her younger. It was. A little not, different. Not much for her to do in this, but the stuff she did, she did really well. Yeah, yeah I thought so. She executed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dory Brenner is Wendy Bradley. The only thing I have is that she, apparently she was good friends with Betty Davis. That's all I have. Wow. <clears throat> and then Robert Hayes had the smallest part, like everything, everything, every action he did just led to the interaction between he was, Wendy yeah. and it was, he was so facilitating. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously airplane also take this job and shove it, which I'm a big fan of that movie. That's a great movie. But this is pre that. I think the only thing he might've been in at this point was the short lived show. 
I want to say Gloria, but that's probably not it. But there was a show where it, it was Philadelphia based. Um, and he was the lead in that, but uh, airplane I don't think it was till 80. So it's not like a but second airplane person in a few weeks. Who's the second? We had Leslie Nielsen a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Did he do anything after Airplane or was that just Airplane 2? Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, what did he uh, do? Yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, he did stuff. He was in, um, I'm sure he did a TV show that failed. Yeah. and yeah, But he, he, yeah, he didn't really, or... he didn't get a chance to parlay it, you know. Interesting. All right. Uh, we ready to board the ship and get started. One note about one note about the credits, just in general. Mm -hmm. Nine credited cast members this week in the top. It's so weird because some weeks they they remember they mentioned four, but then they then there's like three others they don't even talk about. Like like it's so weird. It kept going because I was like, okay, I know Kathy Bates is in it. I know Rob uh, Bob Crane's in it, and then it kept going and kept going and kept going. So nine is a, is by far the most we've had. I think maybe we had seven. But the funny thing is, there were ten people in the storylines. So they just cut uh, Doreen. Cut. Doreen oh. didn't make the cut, which is like so the girl Doreen. last week. Like, oh, you tell me you can't nothing. add one more name? You're not even doing the portals yet. It's a tight budget on word. They're paid by the letter back then, apparently. We'll get, we'll get a little more Doreen information later. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I can't wait for the portal. It's because number well, one, I want to see what they use as their picture. Is it in character? Is it an actor? They, they here's the character, you know, a lot of things. So here was the maybe the best example of the portal would have helped. Um, is I have no idea even now what Larry Tate from Bewitch's name is. So it was a pleasant surprise when he rolled in to this episode. Yeah. Yeah, he would have gotten a portal awesome. shot, and then I would have been like, "Oh, it's Larry Tate." You know, so. second bewitch guy, by the way. Exactly in a row. Well. Yeah, not in a row, but in the in the vicinity. We're we're loading up. I got I'm going to write this down here pretty soon. Bewitched. We got a growing pains. We got. Yeah, we're still. I think Happy Days is still up up with four, but we're getting some contenders time, behind. Good times, like we're. It's you know we're getting there. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get on the boat, uh, Julie. Welcomes aboard passenger Wendy Bradley while she's having her Polaroid taken by her husband. This episode brought to you by Polaroid. No kidding. (laughs) Good Lord. No kidding. But then I was like, man, I wonder if people were just so psyched that they, you know, didn't have to wait, didn't have to go to the photo mat to drop off film. That's like instant. Oh, I can do this. this this." That was cool. I mean, when I I remember the kid being fascinated by that, but you know, this guy loves it. This guy is a little too much. A little too much. How about you take a picture of the sea? You know what I mean? How about you turn that camera around and look out? Yeah. Oh, just, look, oh, look. You... We have a picture of the cruise director. Well, everything he did was just a setup for Bob yeah, Crane. Literally. Introduced everything. Polaroid. Everything was. Everything. Oh, where's the <laughs> yeah. books? Back in the thing. Oh, Bob. Come on. Come on over, Bob. Everything set him up. It was like his wingman. It was so weird. <laughs> um. Across the deck, Julie notices one of the ship's stewards, Teddy, Bob Crane, uh, telling Ginger that it's the end of the line. She's not allowed to secretly bunk in his cabin after the ship sets sail. How loud were they canoodling? 
You're on a boat. Now, the boat's not moving yet, but you're outdoors. People are getting on board. Now it's not the like time how, for this. How li- but but how loud are you that they caught your eye? She's just, just if you were trying to sneak somebody a on a boat or off a boat, right? And you're a you're a cast member or a cast member, I'm sorry, a crew member, why would you go there? Especially if they mentioned something about um a crew entrance. Yeah. What do you well, he's drunk. Yeah, but Bob, Bob Crane's too smooth to make that mistake. He's not gonna. No. Like, or, or unless that's what I'm saying. He's really drunk. He's he's making mistakes. He's making slipping. Mistakes. Making he's mistakes. a reprobate, Mike. That's a good. That's a good term. Uh, Julie marches over to him, kind of gets on him for reporting late to work and being sloppily attired. Teddy asks the question: Are you pulling rank on me? <laughs> Just as Captain Steubing overhears and he says, if Julie isn't willing to pull a rank, he certainly is. Captainly. Very captainly. It was captainly. He was, this is a very captainly episode. You're going to have to come to terms with that. He cares about the weirdest things. Like, he is obsessed with <laughs> this. Like, don't obsess over, like, steering or looking at the weather. He never, I've never heard him, I've never heard him talk. He's never talked about the weather. But he had ever. like, he had plenty of time to just set up a elaborate on the fly lie. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, he's got it in for Bob Crane. He also seems to pop down those steps at the appropriate time. Almost like he's just kind of sitting there waiting sitting for in somebody. The shadows, like Plumber Poet. They're both hanging yeah. out. Day shadows. Um, uh. <laughs> before, before we get too far off this first scene. Yes, sir. I would just like you to note what Julie's wearing in this scene. Gotcha. What color is it? It's a white jacket with a bit of a blue shirt. Classic Julie look. Classic Julie look. Yep. All right. Um, uh, He was doing some sort of advanced public relations work with ginger yeah he was uh, who has important contacts yeah uh the captain uh, tells julie that if he if they weren't about to set sail he'd get a replacement for teddy which wouldn't be I that do. hard to do since it's episode 13 and we've never <laughs> seen him before or heard of the position never so why does julie stick up for him she just trashed him three seconds ago and then she's sticking up for him. Then she but that's you're that's losing so all your. This is why Bob Crane is sneaking ladies of the night in. Well, that's why I don't think Julie is fit for leadership. I think she's far too. I mean, emotionally it's just, there's needy. been a few examples where she's just like back down when she's she absolutely right. Remember the girl that the woman that that right. tried to take her, for job, her job and then she helped right. her. Oh, yeah. let me get. Like, are you? Something wrong with you? Like, are you not? This isn't. This isn't going to end well, Julie. If you're just going to be like rolling over for these people, it's never going to go good. She's trying to make out with every dude on the ship and trying to be so nice and all these weird. She's trying to make up for something. Maybe Hmm. she thinks she's a hypocrite because she's been smooching on this boat nonstop. Like maybe she has a tail or something. Like some kind of weird thing is up with her where she feels like she has to be. Everything, the nicest person, webbed feet, something weird is going on. I don't like all this Julie besmirching you've been doing lately. I just hype purely hypothetical. I mean, no, uh, no, Julie is part fish. 
Um, <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> uh, Julie said, you know, to your point, Julie's insisting while he, Teddy's not the best employee, he's also not the worst guy in the world. But again, That's you're conflicting big, two, two things. A big gap, Julie. That's a big gap, bro. Like, what? <laughs> he's also not the worst guy in the world. Yeah, is that the measuring stick we want to use on the Pacific Princess? I don't think right. so. And he's making salary. He's not even hourly. Doing said he's on a salary. And then I, I kind of put a question mark when they mentioned a crew entrance. They, they bring up these that, like like handy excuses we never see. You know, uh, you know like, what? I'm, so you know what I think it might be. Mm. You remember um, at the end of that one you hated with uh, the scarecrow. Um, when Steubing yeah. leaves to get on that little boat, I'm assuming that's the crew entrance. You know what? That makes sense. That I, I mean, they, they didn't necessarily put a spotlight on it, but I think no. that's my assumption, which would make more sense. You'd want Bob Crane bringing his lady in through this wide open gap that nobody's going to be there. So the I Roxy mean, Blue either, entrance. Yeah. Dude, that or he just pushes her overboard. You know what I mean? That's Bob there's Crane. Plenty, like, there's plenty. Take a look at the... There's plenty where that came from for Bob Crane. No kidding. Good for you, sir. Uh, my two favorite people from the episode have arrived. Newlywed Sally and George Allison. They're running the ship in the nick of time, still wearing their, their wedding. Because we paint with very thick, very broad strokes here in the love boat. Uh, he's greeted. They wish him a fantastic honeymoon. Uh, Doreen Edwards. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Am I? Am I? Before, before we leave the newlyweds. Okay. So they mention in passing that the minister was late, and that's why they're like rushing. Uh, okay. Okay. So, what's the what's the actual plan when you're? Now I understand that people were more likely to maybe go on the honeymoon right from the wedding. Right, that was the thing more than maybe today. How late was this minister that he was to the point where you couldn't even get change? They don't even have luggage. Like, I don't know where they came up with all these clothes for the trip afterwards. Like the planning of that, whoever the wedding planner was for that wedding, poor job. That's ridiculous. Don't schedule yourself that tight. That's not fun. And it's daylight. What time do they get married? Do they even have a reception? That's two possible conclusions here. I thought about that. Plus, I was thinking, right, if this goes in sequential order, we've had the Christmas episode, so we have to think that it's probably January, January. late December, early January. Yeah. And I'm thinking of it in terms of, like, daylight savings, where it gets yeah. darker even earlier. When you get when they got on the ship, it was the sun was out. It was daytime. Yeah. So, so three in my mind, it's, it's before 5, like right. before 4.30. So you had when a noon wedding. Happen, did you maybe so you had a, a noon, noon wedding? No reception. Right. It just doesn't. No, it doesn't jive. And and again, I know things happen, but like a minister punctuality, I got to think is like in the, in the top list of things. Yeah. I wonder how often that causes. Well, like you, had a, a, a you had a real right? minister. Was he late? No. Right. No. He was there. Well, you had a, you had a, what did you, he have? wasn't a real minister. Was he late? He was he was very early, but he wasn't a real minister. Perfect. Well, he got half of the equation. <laughs> he got the important half, right? Right. So. <laughs> but then the other thing I think is, you know, sometimes weddings aren't 
you know what I mean? Aren't, aren't put together so well. Like maybe it was sort of haphazard meaning, but then you don't have the top hat and tails. Like I almost would have been okay if they had come from the justice of the peace or something. What if it was like outdoors? Like a covered, almost like a pavilion kind of thing. Okay. I think I'm pissed. There's no reception. That's worse. That's even worse than a cash bar is you don't have a reception. I have to go sit and watch your vows and then I don't get like a meal or something. Well, it's funny you say that because like, what's the point of getting married like that in a ceremony in front of friends and friends and family without a, without a, like, why don't you just go to the courthouse if you're going to do that? Like, you know what I'm starting to think? These guys deserved everything they got on this trip. My viewpoint's kind of changing, is evolving as we speak. Mm Mm-hmm. Because these people are just, you know, the what? that's what you story. get. That's yeah. what you get. That's the, yep. that's that's what the end of this yeah. is. You know who doesn't get poison ivy and a hernia and Dorian Edwards? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> she's she's just just there. Just she's there. just there having a good time, having a good time, looking at Polaroids. Speaking of Dorian, wow, look at that segue, huh? <laughs> smooth, uh, <clears throat> smooth. Uh, boards the ship and she's tallying I- the item by item expenses. They're talking about the cab and the. They're so, so again, broke they can't even wait to do that in the room. They have to do it on the deck. That's how broke they are. Or maybe she's figuring out if they can really afford this vacation before they. It's not refundable. Well, you know they're not big tippers. Then they probably how much? Yeah, you know that's a good point. I, I, I don't. The thing that gets me is like I feel like. If you're making a purchase, if you're going somewhere, you've made the purchase to go somewhere, even at the cheapest ticket, whatever it is. Well, while you're on the trip is not the time to be a cheapskate. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to go along with, you know, money in your pocket, money invested in this trip. Right. You yeah. show up like that, like. Because you're not going to have a good time. But they you're just not want enjoy you yourself to know. If you're penny pinching. Although. They want no shadow of a doubt that these people are poor. Right, they should have showed up in like just rags or dust, <laughs> like, just, just dirty, like earth, like street urchins, no shoes, dressed like Bilbo yeah. Baggins. Just yeah. really get the point over. Or they should have done the twin bit from a couple episodes ago and just a got rich one, one and a poor one. Yeah, <laughs> be great. No, I'm the rich one. He's the poor one. He's in my room and I'm in his right. room. Can I see more? <laughs> That'd be great. Uh uh, her husband, Bill, tells her to stop worrying so much about money and just enjoy their vacation. Julie tells Doc and Gopher that the Stockwoods have just canceled their reservation. Let me ask Which shows you, you how rich the Stockwoods are because what? nobody cancels a reservation. Nobody cancels a reservation. A lot of people should have. Nobody does. So. Well, it's almost like, well, how did they cancel? What did they, what did they throw a paper airplane your way? I don't see any activity. Nobody's answering phones. There's no call, CDs. Wouldn't they call Julie? Write her yeah. a letter? Like they should, that scene should have ended with or begun with her hanging up a phone. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Way better. Just very simple. Simple touches. Also, you know what it should have ended or began mm-hmm. with? Julie in the same outfit that she was wearing five minutes ago. Oh, no. What color was it? It is the blue jacket with the red shirt. Do you think for the second straight week? We have a continuity error with Julie. Well, because they have three different directors. It's not my problem. I know. 11 episodes, we were totally fine with continuity. And Julie's the only person who's ever getting changed on this boat. So it's not that hard to keep track of. 
Well, because everyone else is in a uniform. It's outrageous. Why don't they just keep her in the same thing? The only like, thing, Mike, that would be more outrageous uh-oh. is if it happened again later in the episode. But that well, would that's, be that's preposterous. That's, that come be, on. That would be ridiculous. I don't even know why I brought it up. That's, no. That's nonsense. It's never happening. Let me ask you something, Mike. When you hear the words or the phrase promenade suite, what are you picturing? Because I had a mental picture that did a not sli- add up to the promenade suite. Sli- I picture a slightly bigger room than all mm-hmm. the rooms we've seen so far. <laughs> that was so underwhelming. In the my mind, was, I'm like, yeah, the bed was the bed was not shown. That was essentially like a cardboard box. It wasn't even yeah. a real. It's the same crappy bathroom. Yeah, it's it, like it's not. I don't know what you know. What they needed it to be. It. Because Julie ends up showing him the window. The window oh. needed to be a bigger deal or something. Why would you put a curtain on that? Like when people arrive, like, oh, look at your giant three foot round window where you can look at water. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and you know what? Once we leave this port, it's just the same water. It's just the same <laughs> water. <laughs> yeah, it was a little over. It was a little underwhelming. Um, I don't yeah, think Stockdale would have been happy with it. No. That's probably why it canceled. You heard rumors. Garbage. Also, I know they were trying to get like, Mm. I knew they were trying to get to the whole thing, but Gopher is, is under Julie's employee in theory is in the customer service division of this boat. Yeah. So when the people tell you what room they're in, your first reaction should not be how shitty the room is. <laughs> like that's just oh, like the boom boom room. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Like, yeah, Keep that to yourself. You why would you have one horrible room on a ship? Well, like my guess is sense. because how poor they are. My guess is that's the room they never sell, or they sell it for like eight bucks. It's like yeah. um, at the vet they $6. used to have benches at the top that you could get for hot dog tickets. How much is a hot dog it, ticket? A, well, a dollar. You get free. You get free tickets in oh, Philly's free. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Normally, they would cost like a dollar to sit up there, but you had to sit on like a bench up by the Fanavision. So I think that's what the boom boom room is of this boat. You know that we never got to see it. I I kind of wanted to see what it looked like because it would have been like completely a caricature of whatever the issue was. It would have been like electrical. Oh, it would have been like a it machine. <laughs> That like dog would have been in there. Mm-hmm. A meaner dog. <laughs> that Barry Keys. Barry Keys. He's in there. Barry Keys in there. <laughs> Stupid scarecrows in there. In there. <laughs> They're all in there. Oh. Uh, here comes Doreen and Bill Edwards. Doreen's a little less thrilled than Bill is to hear about this, you know, boom boom room. And rightfully so. Like, sure. I don't want to know that it's bad. Let me figure that out for myself, you know, but if you're telling me, if you, the crew is telling me it's bad, then I'm not staying in that room. Well, plus I got the impression from this scene that she's not the cheap one. He's the cheap one. Like she's, she's providing the numbers. Oh, the cab was five. She's a little scared. She's like, I don't want to stay there. And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like that. Well, I think just that makes her the cheap skate. one. Then. That well, makes no, her she, the I think cheap. she's, I think she's stuck with the cheapskate. Oh. Maybe. I don't know if I agree with that. I, don't know. He be the one? I think the person who calls out the penny pinching is the penny pincher. Maybe he just wants to say that so he doesn't get mad at her again. It's one of those kind of things, Mike. 
There's a lot going listen, on. He's here. an assist. Listen, he's an assistant manager at the supermarket. So how can money's going to keep rolling? In? Afford that perm. Look at that man's hair. Like who? You it's a what different you, time. It was a different you, time. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Perms were a plenty back then. Just it was so consistent. It was just it's that, it's that sea air. There were a lot of perms in this one. A lot the of groom had a perm, perm as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Allisons. Yeah, George Allison had a nice little uh, perm as well. Uh, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Bill assures the crew they're just grateful to have scraped together enough cash to be on this boat. So, of course, you, you know. And Doc's like, oh, I've got an idea. I love how he's the one that like threw it out and oh. then... Later Doc on, the, he's just Doc was the Cheshire cat. Very, oh, he's great. He lives on a mushroom. He's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Doc suggests that they, you know, upgrade this couple, and they're like, "Oh, if the captain finds out." Needless to say, they upgrade him to this. What really what, crap? Why would the suit. captain care? Why would he even know? Why would he care? The yeah, Stockdale he was legitimately going door to quit. door. He's yeah. going door to door, inviting people to dinner again. He's right. a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> Can I count on you to dine with me tomorrow night? Like, who go drive the ship? What are you doing? Oh, he's making dinner. That's all plans. he cares about. He's, he's got, got dinner plans. He's got, he's got, got sleuthing plans. He's got 16 different variations of the same uniform. Just like, <laughs> uh, I don't like long sleeve Captain Stooping. I'm just going to say that. And I made a note on this. Well, it's January. Cap- they're, in, they're, in a, they're in a tropical cruise. It's chilly. Julie had a turtleneck on a couple weeks ago. Oh, she's, you don't know. She's not playing with a full deck. Uh, <laughs> she's getting changed between rooms. It's crazy. Yeah. She's it's just, not a continuity error. It's a rooms really deep a, yeah, it's character her. choice. Yes. 16 different versions of her, and they're all at different temperature variations. <laughs> uh, Allison's arriving there sweet and smooch each other. George picks up his new bride to kind of place her on the bed. And throws out his back in the process. Uh, he you gotta says, lift your legs, guy. Yay. Put on a weight belt. That's what the, uh, uh, that's what Hogan did. Before the um before they go into the bridal suite, the wave shot uh had the bride and groom in it, which is probably the first time we've ever had a wave shot where people are waving, and it makes sense that there would be people there to wave. And paper, like the ticker tape and all right. that stuff. Like there's probably the wedding photographer and maybe the family or something like that. Like that actually makes sense. So that was the first wave shot that was like 100%. I understand why there are people there saying goodbye. I guarantee he whispered in her ear and he was like, pretend this is all for you. Just saying. <laughs> creepy George Allison. I didn't like uh, George. We'll get oh, to I'll- it. I didn't like George Allison. Me, is it a legit way for a? You ever heard of that before? I'm not a doctor, Mike. If you, hurt you your have back to sleep like on a wooden board until for a few days till it gets normal. I guess because they don't want a, you to move around. Be comfortable. Who's got a, a wooden posture? board? Do you have a wooden board? No. You can't just be on the floor. <laughs> Uh, well, your back's never going to get better. We don't have any wood in the ship. Yeah, hold on. Let me get a wooden. Let me take my yeah. kitchen apart. Hold on. <laughs> Too bad you don't need hay bales because we have some of those as well. You can lay on Barry Keys. <laughs> I, I just was like, what a what a 
that didn't seem like a very 1977 like medical opinion. It's that's it, like well, pills, Civil War medicine. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. He's on a board so they can carry him off the battlefield. <laughs> so. Crazy. Uh, Doc, go for Julie. Escort the Edwards to the promenade suite. Which did we, as we explained earlier, there was no. It looked dirty. Mm-hmm. It like it had carpet, and it's just. Was, I will say. I'll give him this at least. I don't think that's a set we've seen. It wasn't like they tried to run it by us, Mm-mm. but it also wasn't of any grandeur of any kind. Like put a put a gold curtain up there or something. There was nothing sweet about the promenade suite. No, no, it was really not. Yeah, yeah. It was just like bad shore motel. You know, that's the vibe I got. From You're that. right. It was a shore motel. You're a hundred percent right. Like yeah, it just bad, needed like some carpet. lime green furniture. Just dumb. Yeah, tiny bathroom. Just it, it, it checked all the boxes. Yeah. Uh, the crew's explaining Stockdale's canceled. No one's going to care, with the exception of Captain Stubing, who drops by. Again, why would he be busy when the well, when the ship is leaving? We've we've, okay. we've been over it at least twelve times. To defend Stubing. These are your VIPs. These are the this is the most important couple on your boat. I think at some level, Stubing has to make sure that boat is full and good reviews and get people coming back. So I bet you that the VIP or the promenade gets gets a Stubing pop in every time. That's my that's my defense of Stubing on that one. See, now I've got a theory because based on what you just said. All right. One of two things is happening. He's doing, like you said, trying to boost sales with the, you know, Pacific Princess Inc. Or two, the real captain of the ship is so horribly disfigured that this is like the, like, I'm not the captain, but I play the captain. Kind of like Dr. Eyes is not a real doctor. That's just his name. I'm saying, like, it's like Captain Steubing. It's basically the same kind of thing. He's just the face. You never seen him steer anything ever. Ever, ever, ever. He can't tell his dad. No, I'm not the captain. I'm just kind of like the PR captain. You come eat with me. I carve a turkey. You know, I I dip everything in ketchup. I have feuds with... He doesn't do anything serious. I'm not saying your theory is flawed. But if you were going to hire a sham captain, Mm. you would have hired a better sham captain. Like, he's not super personable. He's an older-looking man than he actually is. Like, you get, like, Dom He has trouble interacting with people he's known for years. You get, you know who you get? You get Bob Crane. You do get Bob Crane. There's your sham captain. Oh, he'd be a great You need to solve that murder because they stole nine seasons of The Love Boat, Captain by Teddy Anderson. It's a shame. From us. Captain Anderson. Look at that. It to sounds daughter. good too. We already got the daughter on the boat. The she can daughter. help out. Bring her Robin on the Hayes. Boat. He can fly. Yeah. It's great. We're good. Ship photographer too. So many. Would have been so much better. So, Robert Hayes. Who needs airplane? We got this exactly. thing going. You're the you're the wacky son-in-law on Love Boat season it'd be, two. It'd be perfect. He wakes up and there's like socks where his pillow is, but it's really him. I'm not upside down. Boom. Gotcha. You just got socked. Uh, uh, so yeah, he invites him to dine at his table, which of course is his number one. Uh, and I was just thinking like, man, he throws these things out so fast. 
But again, if it's a PR thing, I, I can kind of get behind that idea. So I know you're quick to rush to just destroy Steubing, but the actual yeah. hook of this whole thing mm-hmm. is that because Steubing now has walked in, Doreen and Bill have to pretend to be the Stockwoods. And yeah. we're not given a lot of information on the Stockwoods, except that they're in advertising. Um, they gave so, a rich name. You know what right, I mean? Right. That's so, but that's the whole Three's Company of it is that they have to pretend, but okay, fine. You, at this point, you're just trying to fool Steubing, who, I don't know, doesn't seem that, it's doesn't seem that hard, hard to fool him. Tom right? Ritter I mean, fooled him. A lot of people have fooled him. That yeah, kid fooled not, him. Yeah, it's just, yeah, so. He doesn't get up early. It's not too hard to get one pack. It, it's just, yeah. it's not that yeah. challenging. Doreen, when Steubing um, asks them to come to dinner, does a straight Jim Halpert into the camera for a second. And at first I was like, oh, that's her. That's a mistake. There's a lot of into the camera on this episode. And then they'll back it up by having like Julie or Gopher like off to the side. But I think they were trying to do a lot of into the camera thing, which I love. I think it's great. But that felt like an absolute mistake. (laughs) She was just like, I'm going to pull that back up. That's interesting. There are a bunch of them. There's a more egregious one from her later. And then Doc is literally just doing like. Well, I saw the Doc. Harris Bueller, yeah. like he's just like he's he's, he's delivering lines and then yeah. like waiting for the. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Doc was Doc was great in this episode. It's, he was it's, great. I love how he's evolved, because like at first we were like, "Wow, this guy shouldn't be practicing medicine," but look what he's done. He's charmed us like he's charmed so many others. By like, far the best great. comedic. By far the best comedic chops on this show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just absolutely great. Old, old timey great. Just uh, better yeah. than Gopher. If you had to put the two, like who's oh, the yeah. funny Go- on this? Gopher's for the, Gopher's Gopher's, just, we talked about this. Gopher's for the grandmoms. He's got to take his shirt off and put eyeballs on it, on his abdomen to get laughs. Nobody Gopher's a that. prop comic. I did Gopher, like the doc. Mm, mm. I did like the doc um, since he wasn't in his office and didn't know he was going to be doing this. Didn't have any pills to give out. So he just plies them with, with booze. He really does. He really like does. He went right to the champagne bucket. He's not man, just popping that sucker open. Yep. But I guess it's Something okay to. Know. But you're it's okay to drink on duty for everyone. Huh. Interesting. Captain walks in, sees everyone drinking with champagne glass in their hand. Well, during I don't duty know that hours, right? drinking. I just think the captain was kind of being a Dita. Rightfully so. Funny. I think he was just kind of out for him based on those all those facts that happened yeah well he was threatened because bob crane would have been a better fake captain he knows that <laughs> wait did meryl steubing kill bob crane <laughs> oh my god i didn't even think about that the murder's never been solved until tonight until tonight yeah dateline get keith morrison out here i love that guy um. So Sam shows Wendy. We're back to Polaroids now. The photos he's been taking. She glances at a shot of him and his father. Man, I wish, I wish I had my like. I was classic, classic you're, response. To you're a on a Polaroid. cruise. What are you guys doing? Now you're gonna get all mopey about this thing that happened at least thirty years ago. No offense, man, but are you kidding? 
This is when yeah, you like decide it's, to be it's extra not a, sad about this? It's not a Father's Day cruise. No. <laughs> like it's just, you didn't just get your memory back. Like what? And, and you know what? Their Polaroid's not in a photo album, which means that thing just happened. You saw you saw his dad four hours ago. <laughs> like, yeah, why are you like, like that now? Like, we just saw him. Wait, why are you? Yeah. yeah. So that, the only thing, um, the only thing Robert Hayes loves more than his Polaroid camera is gender roles because he's like, oh, continue to unpack our suitcase there, honey, and then we'll go out. Oh, I'm sorry you feel bad. Unpack. <laughs> yeah, those socks aren't going to unfold themselves. <laughs> well, I thought at the pool when he was like, hey, where are those books? I thought that was going to be a setup for her to go back to the room. And Teddy was and like, then have that conversation. Drinking the shampoo. Oh. Poor Teddy. So, uh, Cabin yeah. steward is a new position. I'm right there with you, Mike. First of all, best dressed uniform. Oh, on the like ship. James that Bond. is a great, great look. Looked great. White jacket, long tie. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Looked great. Unnecessarily classy, but great look. Um, it's Bob Crane, ladies and gentlemen. So he comes in. And he offers to unpack their suitcase. Yeah, that was like how much it, work is a cabin steward doing? Because I assume we know there's a well, maid staff. Here's the interesting part, though. They didn't offer to do that for the Stockwoods or the people that yeah. took the place yeah. of the Stockwoods or the super or VIP or anybody. I've never seen it. Like it wasn't. They didn't have to do that to get because they set it up with the picture. You know what? It was so. The closest thing we had to it was when Gopher brought the old guy in last week to the yeah, room. Yeah. And he even but, said, this isn't my job. So maybe they were you know, planting the seeds. What are you doing? But, are you doing? but then I was thinking too, like I wouldn't want someone unpacking for me. That was my question. At all. I, it's I like, that. I understand there's like, you know, it's not like you're moving into a house, right? There's only a few no. drawers and things like that. If you're but, on 10 days, it's, it's quite a bit of stuff. I would imagine. And I don't know where all my stuff is. Yeah, I don't want now. That. It's a little too intimate. Like, get, I don't know you. Yeah. I don't want your hands all over my no, stuff. That was that was weird. It was a stretch. Was weird. Like, don't yeah. you think you're overqualified to be doing that? It's not just that. Like, do we really need this position? There are so many times we have asked for additional staff on this boat. This, this should not be. Got? Yeah. I think it this guy's unpacking more. one suitcase in a tiny room. <laughs> but why not have Bob Crane as Teddy the the guest on the boat instead of somebody working there. I don't under like they didn't have to have him working there to have this sort of thing happen. I just I wonder do think why. they're trying to I do think they're trying to build out the world a little bit with the with that. And I'm sure I'm sure we're going to get this mm-hmm. exact plot with a non-boat employee in about a year and a half. Oh yeah. You, you can know. only there's only so many. Yeah. There's going I mean we the chances of that not happening are in, you know, impossible. Slim and none. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here comes Teddy, uh, arrives to deliver champagne and this caviar that he pulls out of his pocket. He's Here's straight stolen. You know, <laughs> I've had like a caviar a couple times, this guy, but it's not, you don't serve it. You don't go, here's some hot caviar I stole from the captain. Well, no, we don't know there's how no long spoon. There's no like little piece of bread to put it on. Just like, Thanks for the jar of caviar. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> Maybe you can put it with the sausages. From what are you? What are you <laughs> just, doing? Yeah, like, just, what, what am I doing? With there this? aren't. 
there aren't like little mini fridges, right? In any of these rooms? Or are there? I don't know. I mean, he has not been on the boat this long. So I've either he but I'm saying he has not been on the boat this long. So he just stole this from Stubing. So my guess is it's God, is I cool. hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise we're gonna be on the salmonella boat. He went he went he went, he got changed, he ran into Stubing's office, stole, stole the some fish eggs, <laughs> ran back, grabbed a champagne, just looking shady. Not a spot in that jacket, though. I'll give him that. Good looking um, man. Offers to unpack their bags. We talked about that. It's so weird. It's so weird. I was thinking when I'm watching it, I'm just like, hmm. But they had to get down. to it. So. Well, thank God that Robert Hayes left all his pictures akimbo. Like, if you're going to take that many pictures, like. You, put a, how about you bring them with you because he's such a picture nut. Or you, how about you put them face down? It's nineteen. It's nineteen seventy-seven. Everyone had three thousand photo albums, or a shoebox. <laughs> like, like, come on. He just says, in his house, he just has stacks of Polaroid yeah, photos. Yeah, like a crazy old person. Well, the other thing, you know, he looks at the photo, one of the photos, as we're going into our first commercial here, or going into break. You know, he says, he murmurs, "Oh God, no!" First thing here, we know what he saw. It's recognition, like were the was the, was the definition was on a on a Polaroid good that. enough to be like, oh, I remember this person from thirty years. No, so she's twenty six. It's twenty six years, they say. So, yeah, that's tough, right? Like that's it's a little. You got to be thinking about it. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think that was a bit of a stretch. Especially they needed him. To, that guy, yeah. that guy was putting up numbers. Yeah, like how he's, not he's, not he's got vodka pockets. Like, there's no way he knows. He's not remembering. He doesn't remember what day it is. Yeah. No. So I. It would be funny if it was the other person in the photo. He just got them mixed up because there were two people in that photo. He just oh, the wrong person. That would be hilarious. Well, I have a hot. I have a hot take later on that whole scenario. Really? So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we come back from break. Teddy orders a drink from Isaac. Isaac immediately says, you're not supposed to drink while on duty. We go back to everyone sipping champagne. It's so kind of weird. I'm like, what is, so Teddy's telling him like, oh, that's my daughter. He's like, congrats and all this, you know, I just met her. And I'm thinking, man, there's a lot of information for a person as smooth as, as Bob Crane is in this, in, as Teddy is. Yeah, I just don't think he'd be sharing all that information within earshot of that person. Like he's he's got that he's got the Kensington whisper, like oh, just matter, blah 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 blah. It's Lord, like uh, Wal- Walter. It's like Walter Perry, where he's just like just, just this guy out. embezzled my money. It's like yelling, like I think, a horse. I think um, the the part that makes sense is that he's like just shook. If in fact he recognizes that wife as the baby mama, he's just shook to the core. He acts the way some people on this boat should act when they you know, see a ghost, but it is, it is a lot to get to very quickly, including Isaac getting over the fact that he shouldn't be serving. He does it anyway. He's <laughs> Cause like, he's like, no, you can't have that drink. Hang on. And then, 
for the first time we see Isaac make a complete drink to completion, right? He didn't. Well, he didn't put ice in the glass. He pulled that glass up. It already had an ice cube in it. I'm like, <laughs> and he put a, he put it's a, one of those permanent ice cubes always there. That's how we put our glasses in the cooling mechanism. That was a heavy. That was a heavy was pour. A heavy pour. Salud. Glug glug glug. But then again, okay, you get the drink. Like Teddy knows he's on thin ice. He's just going to drink it right there. I think he was going to bang it. Because that captain, captain's always being a busybody, walking around all the time. We're being a, you know. Good lord. I wonder how. I wonder how much Teddy did of the unpacking after he saw that picture, or if he ran right to the bar. Because he had only put some jackets away, really. So. Like, wow, Teddy's terrible at this job. <laughs> We're not Awful. unpacked at all. So. It's the worst. So Captain basically said this is his final warning. And then Teddy just kills that drink. Yep. What do you think that was? Just like a... Like a bourbon. bourbon or, or something like that. Yeah, like a dark, a brown. Some woodsy. Yeah. Uh, later... Captain Steubing tells everyone who's seated at his table that the Stockwoods will be joining him for dinner. Uh, one of the desks, one of the guests, Cynthia Loudon, uh, complains to her advertising executive husband Everett about how Stockwood uh, is a vulture who booked this cruise to steal his biggest client. We're in the so. middle of Act Two, and we're just dropping in three new people. Yeah, I thought so too. Like, where were these? When did they yeah. get on the boat? And are the Loudons? This is where I got confused. Are the Loudons bringing Larry Tate as like a oh, client like a sweetheart, thing? sort of? Right, or trying to make amends be... for their horrendous advertising campaign that we'll maybe, get to later. Or maybe it's like that uh, that guy that wanted to kill that guy. They're just stalking him. Or that guy is just stalking him, like you said, because he just. Well, that was what I thought originally was maybe that it was a coincidence, but they don't play that up. And we've Mm -hmm. had like, we've had too many of those. I knew this guy was going to be on the cruise lately, so I think it's a. I think I landed on the fact that Larry Tate was being basically treated to this cruise, but he does not act like someone who has been treated to a cruise. No, he's crapping on this guy the whole time. (laughs) Was he? Did he have a wife? Greg Beatty? Not on that. Not, 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 this so. week, not this week. No, he not didn't. this week. He didn't. No. Okay. Uh, Doreen and Bill Edwards arrive, introduce themselves as the Stockwoods. Uh, when talk shifts to advertising, Bill says that since he and his wife are on vacation, he's not going to really indulge in any work talk. Smart. I love yeah. hijinks. It's no, smart. That was, that was, he, he underplayed it. Um, but Steubing, <laughs> Steubing was eating this up with a spoon. Because oh, at one point like he's like, "Vultures, remember that? This is really, this really is a jungle." <laughs> he was just like, "It's like <laughs> with popcorn and stuff." Well, I thought it was weird. One thing I noticed about um, the table, I noticed it in the Christmas episode too, that the captain wasn't sitting at the head of the table. He was and sitting that, in like the middle of the table. And that rule has not been applied no. either. Uh-uh. So that was not the rule. But of the would sea. the captain wouldn't you think he'd be at the head of the table instead of the middle of the table? I mean, there was a whole bit unless that's there might be a different table. Oh, because uh because of stubby. 
Remember the right. whole who's going to sit? That's why I'm like, wait, it's not even, it doesn't even look like it's the same table anymore. Cause I'm trying to in think certain shots. So stubby losing track of episodes. Stubby um, was the same week as radar with the dog. So I don't mm-hmm. think we've seen Stubing sit at the top of the table since then. Mm-mm. So yeah, maybe it's the indifference to his father. He just leaves it empty. <laughs> In remembrance. R.I.P. Stubby. R.I.P. Stubby. R.I.P. Stubby. <laughs> Maybe the crew, maybe the downstairs crew in uh, Retribution just like destroyed the top. Screw that guy. Anytime there's a chair there, it mysteriously burns to the ground. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Next day, Teddy delivers an iced tea. Delicious looking iced tea, by the way. I I, I got thirsty watching it. It looked delish. Such uh, just as Captain Steubing is wandering over again. He's such a busybody, dude. He's got nothing to do. Yeah. I, yeah, I this cruise wanna... must be taken care of. The, the, the computer and the it's deputy just... captain are doing the work this week. And again, I, I, I know, I know it's a recurring theme, but it's just, it's the middle of the day. Like, why wouldn't you just be walking around the, it, it, it... when does he sleep? He doesn't sleep. He just eats dinner a lot. <laughs> Vampire. Well, remember that one episode, they were up at like three o'clock in the morning and he was yeah. short. This is why he on. was able this is why he was able to get the jump on Bob Crane. <laughs> he doesn't sleep. He doesn't so. sleep. It's the seventies. You know what's going on. Just you know, who needs? Did you see her? um when mm. they open up this scene? They're playing with a beach ball in the pool. The like pool to your ever. point about wind and boat moving and stuff like it's, that. A beach ball seems like it would be a disaster in a, in that area. Nothing says we're not on a ship. And there's not sea air, you know, when a beach ball like just drops straight down. Right. Like, you, you just no killed movement it. at all. Nothing. <laughs> People are throwing paper airplanes. Like, no, no. You can't have this. Just balancing like. <laughs> People like, balancing like, chairs on noses. Yeah. Awful. Hey, come on. Dead wind. Just dead wind chimes. Like, it's not moving at all. You just need like, hey, can we get a fan on set? Well, and they do it for like the romantic scenes, but they never do it for just like a casual scene. Yeah, it's always at night. Right. And the the moon on the thing. It's the same wind. It's not like during the day the world's not windy. Day wind. (laughs) Where's day wind? It's not windy during the day here. It's a set of ridiculous. uh, You know, she tells the captain she loves being at sea. And then here we go again. Uh, talks about the, her father's love of the sea. She died when she was a baby. Let me just cut to the chase here. Cape Hatteras. She said he died in a crash in Cape Hatteras. Cape Hatteras is right around where we go on family vacation every year. So Cape Hatteras, actually, fun fact, home to, six to 600 to 1,000 sunken ships. It's known as the Graveyard of the Atlantic. FYI, and that's apparently where her, where this ridiculous story has him being shipwrecked. So good job by Wendy's mom. Like, she picked the right place to say that you're. Yeah, she googled. Like, hey Google, where's there a lot of shipwrecks? Well, maybe maybe she had a a copy of Berman's Encyclopedia of American Shipwrecks, or she just had C of the World Book. Either way, it's it's quite a story. Good Lord. I mean, what? 
Why would you? Why? So, so like I get it, and I guess it worked for a while. Like Teddy is worked a, for thirty some years on this lady. Yeah, Teddy is a, a seaman, and so that was probably what she was going with. And I'm I'm fine with you making him a hero and everything, but like you gave her too many facts. <laughs> so she was able to piece this together eventually. Yeah, what year? Like I can chase down the ship. She should have said, like, he was single-handedly responsible for the sinking of a ship based on his right. error as a captain. Didn't right. Say, oh, yeah. I don't even want to he, he drove. He drove the initial Exxon Valdez. You guys right. don't know what that is yet. But. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know yet. He, he he dirtied seals by hand. It's just He just did all of the worst things. Yeah. Uh, so captain Steubing chews on that and asked her if she'd be interested in looking into that history by browsing through his book of shipwrecks what a what a bummer book but, though but then he's like yeah come to my cabin around 10 i'm like yeah that's a what do you what are you booty calling this lady wants to find well does she not, i mean does he not know she's she's married well he's met everyone on the boat you figure he would do you think it's a move it's almost too subtle for stooping she didn't show up with her husband that's true so That's I don't know very... what she thought was about to go down. And honestly, if him. you were ever if you were ever going to use the the husband and his Come you know shutter man. buggery, it would be there because you find some info, you snap a quick pick, and you have it. Or the like picture, like it. oh, what's po- what's what's the cap? What's she doing with the captain in his? Oh, you know what I mean? That kind of accidental wrong. picture. But yeah, she didn't yeah, show yeah. up with her husband. That's a but, good okay. point. Okay, so. You're a married man. I'm a married man as well. Let's say you're on a cruise and your wife goes, hey, it's about 9.50. I have to go down to the captain's quarters at 10 o'clock to look at his big book of shipwrecks. I'll be back in a few hours. I'm going alone. Don't wait up. Don't well, wait to up. be honest, I'd be fine with it no matter what, because that sounds boring as hell. <laughs> I'm not going to that. So It does sound boring. So, oh, But just, again, there's no boundaries, man. It's like he loses he just, the respect because he just has no boundaries. That would be amazing if Berman's Encyclopedia for American Shipwrecks was code for sex in the 70s. Yeah. There's a hole in the book. He just opens the book. And oh, my God. Go, no. There you hey, Berman. My God. All the work Berman did to get <laughs> all those shipwrecks. Although it sounds like you could just go to Cape Hatteras and find out. Find well, most cap- of them. Right after this conversation, he had six hours. He ran to his room and started like whittling away, putting a hole in the big <laughs> the encyclopedia so, of shipwrecks. Yeah, I think he went and had to write a fake book of, of shipwrecks. Like, that's not a real book. What's this? This is a map. I didn't just draw this. <laughs> yeah, this is whatever I gave the kid the other day. This, uh, poor, what was his name? Eddie. Eddie. How many? All right. Six. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, George Allison tells Isaac that Doc is a miracle worker for healing his back. He spots his wife fast asleep uh, on the deck. Tells Isaac that she was up all night nursing him back to health. How is she nursing him back to health? He himself said he had to lay on a piece of wood. What Maybe she got of- the wood for him. I don't know if you're like if, you're, nice if you can't move. Maybe if you had a scratch on your nose or something. I don't know. I'd be like, hey, since you can't move, why don't you pipe down over there? I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get some sleep. Like, 
I mean, no offense. I know it's your honeymoon, but if you're incapacitated for a couple of days, I'm going to the bar. I'm going to do something. I'm going to go like, to the captain's quarters and look at the big book of shipwrecks. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and then, yeah, he asked Isaac, which, why would you ask a bartender? Hey, do me a favor. Because this is all, this is the last thing Isaac has in this episode. They had nothing for Isaac this week. They're nothing at all. That nothing was literally throwing Isaac a bone. Well, he, he didn't do this, right? Well, I guess he did. It's not like he said, hey, make sure my wife doesn't get terrible sunburn. <laughs> You'd think like it would just sort of. Listen, this guy's all doped up. This guy's all doped up on the aspirin that Doc gave him. So oh, God <laughs> knows. It's it's day eight. It's day eight of the cruise. Like, what? Where am I? <laughs> that wasn't even Kathy Bates. That was just some other woman. Just <laughs> uh, She's on a different ship. Everything's all jacked up. It's wonderful. That's funny. Uh, he he asks Isaac, please direct her back to the cabin when she wakes up so they can start their honeymooning, which we all know what that means. That means whoopee. Uh, Cynthia Everett Loudon are talking uh, basically about Stockwood plotting to steal away Greg Beatty. This is when they uh, this is when they do the both of them kind of looking at the camera. They're swimming and uh, Bill is kind of back here you know, floating. So you can mm-hmm. just, and then Doreen does like literally like they posed, like they had won a contest to be on a show. Cause it's almost like, she's like, it was just, That's it's weird. so blatant. So I looked her up and I was like, she's not a very good actress. Was she just posing? What, what, what was her, she do anything? Was, I mean, for the, for the quote unquote storyline, she was probably just enjoying herself, but it really looked like, these are two people having fun on a cruise. It was just weird. There was just a lot of direct-to-camera stuff. Whether it was an accident or not, I'm not sure. They I looked look- her up because I was like, you, lady, are a very attractive lady and a terrible actress. Yeah. Who do you know? It just looks like they should be in a catalog and not acting on it. They should be in like the JCPenney catalog in 1978 wearing things, but it just was would weird. You like, hmm. Would you like to know who uh, her husband at the time was? Or oh. who she is the niece of. Hold on, hold on. Uh, actor? Was it an actor? She's yes. the daughter or uh, a, uh, married to? Married to an actor. Okay. Niece of a name. And I'm not going to give you her last name because it might give it away. Mm, go ahead. She is the niece of Lucky Luciano. Ooh. So maybe she's a great actress or we need to delete this episode. I'm not sure how much pull he still has. And who she. And at the time she was married to Don Adams. Really? Yes. For about 13 or 14 years. My guess is Don Adams is not as old as we think he is, but he's still Don Adams. So good for you, Don Adams. Well, it's funny you say that. We're going to be seeing a lot more of Don Adams in the next episode. Really? Yes. Don Adams is on deck. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. Interesting. Especially because I can do a Don Adams impression the whole time. Would you believe? Oh, you better turn your mic into your shoe. Oh, (laughs) my God. Penny. (laughs) So it's going to be. Do the whole intro. Just do the whole intro to the get smart. But yeah, she um, she was fine. I mean, but she. 
Yeah, it I made mean, sense that she had famous relatives. Yeah, so. I get that. Well, it's kind of like last week. Remember the guy with the, uh, or whenever that was, the ambassador to Mexico. Yeah, remember yes. that was episode yep. eleven. Same kind of thing. Yep. He's like yep. the SAG president and all this stuff. Right. Yep. A James Bond guy. Double of nothing. Double of nothing. Uh, Greg Beatty waters over uh, to express how refreshing it he finds it that Stockwoods don't want to discuss business. Okay, Julian Doc run into Dorian and Bill and ask him if they're enjoying the cruise. Bill says he's loving to pretend to be a rich guy thing so much that he invited Captain Steubing to the promenade suite to join him and his wife for a drink. Nice. Julie's, you know, blah, blah, needless risk, tells Doc that she thinks he's getting away over his head, and Doc's just like, oh, I don't know, you know, he pretends he wasn't the one who started this whole thing. Yep. Doc, Doc is great. Just um, incredible timing. What, um, uh, mm. what, what is the actual reason why they're so worried that they're going to get caught? Now is it now because they've lied to Steubing? Is it just they got they got that fast that quick or whatever? But here's the thing: like the only thing they were that they were on the hook for was that dinner with the captain, that first dinner. That's it. Right. They could have gone to that dinner. He could have said what he said. I don't want to talk about work, and that could have been it. They could have stayed at the tiny little pool, done whatever they wanted to do, skeet shooting, all that good stuff, and that would have been it. They don't need to dine with the with the captain again. So it's just bad luck that the Loudons and the Soap King ended up on the boat. Right. Right. Yeah. Just terrible luck. So, but even then, he could have just. It's not like he was his client. Like the relationship that 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 uh, Greg Beatty had with his people, you know, the guy that had his account. Like the thing is, that's their relationship. If you're not happy with that, like what? It was yeah. weird. It was like if if oh, you don't want to work that, with them, then don't work with them. Yeah, that whole thing was weird because again, it's not like Larry Tate is uh, being nice to them because he got a free cruise out of this. It's just very. And then it's we eventually adult. find out. We find out here why the worst. Yeah, Why Greg Bateman was so mad? Because <laughs> apparently the Loudon agency thought that the name um, for uh, a cleaning product, Space Age Miracle Vanish, was a name that would be a winning a winning buy for people. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Like Larry Tate is right, and I'm glad that he's on this cruise, taking advantage of their desperate desperate behavior that's a terrible slogan absolutely terrible i 100 percent agree with you and the thing that gets me is why would greg Beatty go why would they go with it if it's clearly terrible like yeah you can hire someone to create something for you but you're not on the hook to use it if you think it sucks yeah that's true this is like this is that case where it's like oh it's called this well it doesn't have to be bro yeah, tell me you don't like the name. It was just weird. Yeah, that is like, a good point. Like, obviously, you have probably have final sign off. This right. guy doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to be a passive like wallflower either. So, what did they call him, Mister Cleaning? What was it? What was his spot gone? Oh no, uh, Greg Beatty. Like, what was he known as? This big wig and what? He's what a big soap call? man, right? He's big in the soap in the soap biz. Well, he needs to, you know, be a little more business savvy. If you don't like the 
Like, what do you say yeah. something? Don't say it now. It's just so dumb. So dumb. Uh, explains that it's an awesome cleanser. The reason they're doing this is because Greg Beatty accidentally spills his drink on <laughs> Everett Loudon's seersuckers. Just clobbers him. Just I'm still so not sure much. why. <laughs> I don't it's, really know what happened. Well, I took another. I'm like, were they wearing the same thing? Is it one of those? No, they weren't wearing the same thing. I, it was like, weird. Does somebody get out of the pool or they just literally like He's trying to get rid of him? But he like just basically throws a drink at him. Like, just he like, here, dump. Yeah. <laughs> There's no subtlety to that spill. I don't like, um, I don't like this guy's weird. product, but I love his attitude. He's <laughs> great. I've spilled a like a part of a drink, like a swoosh of a drink, but I've never just been like, dump here. The entire drink is all over you. <laughs> I don't, you'll never, never you'll that. never get that out loud. I'll put that on the bucket list. Dump mm-hmm. an entire drink accidentally as a spill. On seersucker. On seersuckers. We got to find the Loudons. All right. No, that guy's, um, not, that guy's not working in the business anymore. <laughs> So Doreen asks, have you ever heard of this product called Space Age Miracle? Vanish. Explains it's an awesome cleaner that can get rid of any stain. Greg gives her a look and says he has heard of it. And says it's his new product. Bill says it's very wordy. Why don't you rename it something simple like cleaning stuff? You know, just insert two spots gone. Like he, he gave him like the most caveman spots yeah. gone. Yeah, like, oh, bother, bother. The greatest uh, thing of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how many names did they throw out? Just the one. Was a witness they, to? They, like, they were trying, it? you know, that's all you got. They were trying, they were trying to hit the uh, Star Wars market, the popularity of Star Wars. It's like the worst episode of Mad Men ever. Like, just the <laughs> bottom barrel. Worst, worst reviewed on Yelp marketing agencies. So Greg's just, ooh, love spots gone. Blah, blah, blah. He says, can I use it without any kind of legal reprisal? And Julie's impressed that Bill is able to convincingly, you know, convince or, or come off as he is Mr. Stockwood. And here we go. Doc says he never doubted the brilliant caper idea for a minute. Loved, I love the bookend of Doc going into he a also break. Just, Doc just break. showed up with drinks. He gave Julie a drink, went off with another one, just Doc's just having a good time this he, week. He's and always it's funny, at a party. But we know he's working a lot because the newlyweds are seeing him all the time. That's true. That's and you know, true. Ter- you know, Teddy's got to get that psoriasis checked out at some point. Oh, so. Teddy's got a, a list of shots he needs to catch up on after <laughs> yeah. his Mexico escapades. <laughs> uh, uh, Sally uh, saying to George about how much she loves him. And you knew something was up. I'm like, oh, what's yeah. going to happen now? Camera sort of pans out, and we see that she has a bad sunburn because Isaac didn't even wake her up. Womp, womp. See, it's got a little womp womp right there. Wasn't the job to wake her up, though. He's a bartender. Isaac did what he was asked. He half makes drinks. Yeah, she got back yeah. to the room. And he he's not. To a crisp, but... and, and he's not on the show the rest of the time. So That's it. That's it. He didn't wake her up. He was like, you don't have anything for me? I Isaac doesn't have anything for you. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Everyone sleeps. Everyone's got sunburn. He's just like, whatever. I'm out. Give me well, a Well, you know why? You know why they probably got sunburns? Because they didn't remember to pack their lotion because they literally just, ran from their nuptials to the boat. 
well yeah where, where's the bathing suit coming from like did you guys have yeah. layers on underneath your wedding yeah. attire uh teddy drunkenly staggers into the lobby here we go again runs into captain stubing who says this is the last straw orders him into his office i always find it funny especially in old shows when someone's drunk and they want him to sober up they're just pouring black coffee is there anything to that or are you just so, more awake and drunk like i don't is that better i would i, I kind of had the same thought and like for me if i'm really hung over i actually have trouble drinking coffee like a, like, like even to get acid like a stomach sort of way it, it just doesn't taste as good and whatever it's just so the black coffee thing i don't know i guess i get it but I feel like it's one step up from getting dunked in a tub. <laughs> like it's like that I, level of sobriety. One or the other. Cause it was like, yeah. there's nothing physically that, that it's not going to do anything, but no. maybe I guess it's a little so bit strong, strong that it would like snap you back. But I, yeah, I it's, it's definitely one of those TV like tropes that you don't actually ever see in real life. Well, if they had that product that made you know, you know, made you not drunk, it would be called Space Age Miracle Vanish Drunk No More. <laughs> New from Greg Beatty. <laughs> Hold on, let me drink a bunch of these. Yeah, you'll see if it works. We'll get some black Start coffee. Some coffee. In here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I see. I messed. I did it in the reverse order. I had coffee first. Ah, uh, now I'm never we'll gonna get it. drunk, Mike. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Had a good, but you can get all caffeined up on, yeah, on the black coffee. Uh, uh, Captain orders Teddy up to his office, pours some coffee, and just asking him, like, you know, what is the deal? You, I've been, I've been catching you drinking on the job like two consecutive Teddy days. plays a good Teddy plays a good drunk, though, or Bob Crane plays a good drunk. Like, it's stuff, it's 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 a little cartoonish, but it's it's grounded in reality. He's doing a lot. Of, this kind of stuff, but it's not like too bad where, well, you know, he's not, he's not, uh, 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 Froster Brooks. Like he's not just, you know, no lampshade on his head. Right. Yeah, he's not checky green. And it's, and it's not like his job is to operate a forklift. His job is to unpack luggage <laughs> and get people drinks. You can do that with a buzz on. I would imagine. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, what is he like, doing? There's nothing difficult. There's really no impact. He's done nothing. Oh, no. The only thing I've seen him do is is unpack one thing, be a nosy Nelly, and look at somebody else's pictures, take a drink, give an iced tea, get hammered. Now he's in the captain's office. And that about wraps up my work week. It's like, wow, Teddy, living the dream. He's so efficient. Just nautical <laughs> piece of garbage. Just funny, <laughs> funny Teddy. And you were a captain. <laughs> Poor guy. The Caroline T. Jeez. Uh, so Teddy explains what happened. Said he ran away to sea. And he was shocked to discover that Wendy Bradley, currently a passenger, uh, is his daughter on the ship. He's talking about what a disgrace uh, he is. And uh, just as Wendy knocks on the door, it must be 10 p.m. Must be 10 p.m. Wendy's showing up um, unescorted. It's somebody's essentially, we talked about it. It's still weird. Show up in somebody's room at 10 o'clock at night. I know you're on like, ah, cruise time, no time. I don't know. It's still weird to me. I, uh, yeah, I, the husband not showing up. You are right. Cause really like, is he asleep? 
Is Robert Haynes asleep or did he? He's taking how pictures. Is, how apparently. is your marriage, Wendy? Did you tell him that you were going to the captain's office to read the Berman's Encyclopedia of American Shipwrecks? Or did you wait till he was asleep? And if if nothing else, I would think like if it was me, I'd go, ah, I'll probably go with you. Yeah. Or maybe it's not a good idea. But if she was adamant, I'd be like, I'll just go with you. You know, safety. You know, this week, this week, it's more about the trust boat. And I don't know. I don't know. We'll, Wendy. we'll never know what was going to happen because he wasn't alone with her. That's true. You yeah, know, so who knows? So after much deliberation and a big to do last week, big Stubing's big. office is neither blue or Singapore saffron sunrise it's just wood paneling like everything else in the 70s so <laughs> that's it so we had a whole episode to get that damn office painted and now it just looks like my mom's kitchen basically they didn't even keep the hallways with the uh yeah saffron sunset or singapore saffron sunset like it the was whole all episode abandoned. and they went right to paneling sets up, sets up to bring those guys back that's uh, where the guy should have that wood. Oh, I love those guys. I swear, like I got that wood, that wood oh. panel. No, he just got it off the. Oh, set. he ripped it off the wall. If you if you yeah. stack enough paneling, it's sort of like a piece of wood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you could make like an axe out of paneling and a blade. You know, nice, nice, sturdy <laughs> piece of. <laughs> oh boy, that's the funny. Uh, the I I I think of this now because my wife is uh, binging Gilmore Girls which is famous for how much the coffee they drink and coffee acting. They do a lot of like empty cups and you know, you can always really tell cold. man. Yeah. Always tell Bob well, Crane the water in the cup. I, I don't. Exactly. Yeah. Bob Crane does an excellent job with his coffee acting. It's also a shout out to coffee mugs in the seventies. Cause those babies are heavy. He puts that on the table and it bangs. So even if there's nothing in there makes you, you feel know. like he definitely is having black coffee because he had, eight things of bourbon at work so well let me ask you you're saying a, a big mug were mugs uh because i have a you know i have a pretty decent mug myself where it's got you know does say I think those, junky but i'm thinking of those mugs like my grandparents had and they were like this this big kind of a ceramic like a brown coloring yeah. with a lighter brown they were very Shiny. heavy yeah, and I think that's what Bob Crane's working with there. It's like a much heavier mug. Um, I have big mugs, but they're not necessarily heavy. Like so. Yeah, I think I think you're right with mine. This one's not thick, but I do know what you mean. They were like yeah. I remember having like hot chocolate in them growing yes. up. Yeah, you know? yeah. You probably can't even really, get them anymore. They remember they're fat. Like the rims on them were fat too. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's funny. I didn't think I haven't thought about that in a long time. Um. Okay, so Captain answers the door. Remember, Wendy's at the door. Teddy's trying to sober up. Um, uh, Wendy says that her, you know, the captain tells Wendy that her dad's, remember, this is a fake name, uh, rang a bell. I still don't get what the, what was the point of all this. Wendy just say I've never heard of him and just be done with it. I guess he was trying he to, doing? like, goad him into it or guilt him into it. So he starts telling all these good stories, but then Stubing... He's just lying, too. Well, he didn't really think about it that hard, because he got to about three adjectives, and then he just started stammering. So it wasn't a well-thought-out plan. Yeah, he was... Uh, 
a nice looking man, a good sense of humor. And this is the last thing was he was generally a man that any girl would be proud to have as a father. Those are the only three things he said. Nice looking, good sense of humor. And he was generally a man that any girl would be proud to have as a father. Wow, that's those are those are awesome compliments. <laughs> it's like a tin, it's like a Tinder profile. That's just sweet. Uh agonized looking Teddy just is like, I can't go on with this. <laughs> shut up, Stewie. Like, shut up. <laughs> just screwed up. That'd be funny if he was like, he's your father, and then points to Steubing. <laughs> yeah. Mari Povich shows up. It's oh, all that'd be great. You are. Uh, he says, I can't go on with this. He says her, her dad is a total deadbeat, and then confesses that he is that deadbeat. Uh, Wendy's very confused. Uh, then admonishes him or gets on him for making zero effort to see her and know her. Says, I wish you'd stayed dead. Boom. I mean, now okay. I understand that emotions run high, and I also understand that DNA testing was not as plentiful as it is in the modern era. Well, there was no Maury show in '77. But this is just all taken as fact, based on, to your point, a, a Polaroid of someone that you ostensibly left. 30 years ago that was in the room and a sketchy memory of an alcoholic. That's it. It's not like, Oh, and here's the locket that I got or like, there's, there's nothing. It's here's just a, a couple of drunk shit. memories. Yeah. But what if that's what really happened? What if the story her mom told her is the truth? Oh, this guy's dead. He's a ghost. Like, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. No, no, no. I mean, the, the Bob, like this isn't, this isn't her. Well. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. You're holding something back here. What's going on? I think. Yeah. It's possible that Teddy is hidden on Wendy. And this is a move. This is a move? Because oh, look he's at the end, him. how he kisses his daughter. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why Bob Crane got bludgeoned to death. It was crap like that. You can't. I'm just saying we jumped a lot of hoops. Everybody took it for for word. By the end of the episode, they're all making plans. And then she lays, he lays two on the lips smooches. And they're all calling him dad. I'm just saying there's a world. There's a world where not all, because think about it. Teddy got this quote-unquote daughter. He got out of trouble with Steubing. His job is now secure. He's still got Ginger waiting for him at the end. So it's, it's okay for him to drink on deck and be drunk. Matt, right? Is that the captain? He's like, it's ah, it's okay, Teddy. Well, look, it, all, it, all, it all worked out. It all works out. out. Look at that. Right. It all works out in the end. What I'm saying is, you know, who, who better to come up with a, a scheme to get you out of a, a jam than Bob Crane? It's very oh, Hogan's yeah. yeah. I, I have to say, I I love Hogan's Heroes. It is one of my favorite growing up shows. I love that show. He will always be Colonel Hogan to me. I am legitimately I bummed out that he dies after this because, me like, too. 
if 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 we went into this bob crane doesn't die right and there's like a possibility of three or four more teddy oh, anderson teddy. appearances fantastic I he was fantastic so happy yeah. he has so much charisma and it's, so much it's presence. crazy how much charisma he has like when people talk about going through the screen and all that crap that, he had- that is Yes. Was he in movies? Was he just a TV guy? What was Hogan's Heroes? Obviously, was probably Hogan's Heroes. Probably not as old as you think it is, though, right? I mean, I don't know. It's not like they were shooting that in the thirties, like you know. So, no. But I would think that. But I also think back then that TV stars were very different. Were TV stars? Were TV stars? Yes. So I wonder if that was just the ceiling. But like, if there had been. In a different timeline, mm-hmm. and again, we don't we could look it up, but like I don't know when Hogan's Heroes ended, but like yeah, there's a different timeline where you know, fresh off his successful guest appearance on Love Boat, Bob Crane has a new pilot this summer. Sure, He's a dad sure. with three, you know, it's like be interesting to see where it went. Yeah. Or see what but he was because I haven't seen Hogan's dude. Heroes in years, and I you know, I think I know what it is, and it's a lot of this, but it's yeah. also kind of cartoony. This is like this was good. This was a good performance. 100% agree. 100% agree. Yep. Um, do, 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 do. Sally tells Julie on, that George spent the day, we're back to the newlyweds, in Mazatlan to shop for souvenirs. And a few seconds later, he returns carrying flowers. Here we go. Tells his, tells his wife that he picked them in a pretty field. And then he realizes that the red patch on his arm must have had poison ivy around. Let me just say this quickest poison diagnosis. ivy diagnosis I have ever yeah. seen. Was it Maybe she's a dermatologist. Like three? Yeah. Were they, do they have three leaves? Leaves uh, three, let it be. Yeah. Like, are you like, it could be anything. Well, I'll tell you one thing that guy's legs are going to be really exposed because his shorts were shorter than Julie's when they walked by each other. Oof, yeah. Those were crazy also for being at work julie's like i mean like the shorts are i'm guessing that i wasn't criticizing julie's shorts i'm criticizing george allison's shorts i'm saying just generally speaking like like everybody's shorts were just way too short who wears short shorts the princess you know cruise line crew john stockton's dressing all these people that's the problem here pull them up people pull those shorts up uh here you go carl um Womp womp. I love that part with the, uh, you know, the poison ivy. It's a little, eh, but I love that writing style. Greg Beatty tells the Loudons that he's so impressed with Spots Gone, which Spots I mean, Gone is the equivalent of uh, reuse the bat at this point. It, it's, <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing, though. Relatively, it's 100% better it than Spacey's Magic Vanish or whatever the hell it was. But Spots Gone. Ugh. So he's renaming it. He's decided to ask the fake Martin Stockwood to handle this campaign. Uh, he turns to him and says he'd like to get into specifics. Bill decides that, it, all right, it's up. He says, I'm just a regular guy who works in a supermarket. And he agreed to pretend to be a rich guy so his wife could enjoy the promenade suite, which, as we mentioned I mean, several times, who can, who can blame them, yeah. Oh, she wanted whole, bad carpet and a cardboard box bed. That whole scene was stupid because it was stupid, dude. Forget the fake stuff and everything. That's whatever. But like, so Loudon keeps pumping. What's his real name? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about the husband Martin. It's not Martin Stockdale, but Bill. Bill Edwards. Bill. She he keeps pumping Bill Edwards for answers, and then at one point is like, "You're taking my account. I have the right to know how you're going to do things." And then it's like a bunch of like things, like actual things, like are you going to test in Houston and things like that. It's like, no, you don't. Like, no, you. Guess what, Loud? You're, you're terrible at your it. job. You're yeah. terrible. If Larry Tate wants to ask, that's fine. But this other guy has no right to ask. And I feel like uh, Bill could have faked it for at least one more day if he wanted well, to. Especially with the amount of effort and time it took for him to come up with spots gone. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you try to just dazzle him a little bit, man? You don't need to yeah. just shh, just stop talking. That's all you yeah. got to do. Yeah, silent. Stop the talking. silent. The silent type. Uh, bu- 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 an alarmed Julian Gopher who'd been eavesdropping quickly usher him away. Uh, Gopher tells Doctor in a jam, and he's not, he's probably not going to be able to prevent Captain from running into Bill and Doreen and figuring out that they're not the Stockwoods. How? What's the Captain got to do with any of this? Like, the I Captain's the only... privy to all these conversations? I mean, I guess the only thought would have been, and they should have just said it, it would have made it easier was that the Loudons and Larry Tate are so offended that they were lied to that they complained to the captain. Oh. But that, yeah. but A, you that's know who's on your ship and all this other nonsense. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, but like I said, I don't, losers. I don't think Bill Edwards did anything wrong. This is 100% on the soap guy and the sales guy. Like, like if they just would have respected his you know, one sentence about don't talk on vacation about work. None of this would have happened. So well, why, why wouldn't, uh, um, why wouldn't Greg Bate? He just got a free product name from a guy who like, he thinks puts out all this, like, you know, great right. slogans or way to marketing devices or advertising. Got a free cruise. Got a free cruise. Got this free. What is he bitching about? Yeah. What's it what, like? Shut up. And then this other guy, why is he upset? We'll come up with better stuff. Well, yeah, he's upset because he's losing his big client. Yeah. But how but, do you leave, leave the, leave the quote unquote Stockwoods alone? They're on a cruise. Like, get out of here. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't even come down to this blah, blah, blah. I want you to blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, hey, what did I say? Come yeah. I, 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 I don't quite understand what they were even trying to do. I know they were. This is just we have to get from this to this. And yeah, they didn't know what to do. Like you just but the, Loudon, like, oh. the the aggressiveness of the Loudon super guy was weird. Like, how about you put that effort into coming up with better uh, like advertising? Seriously. Or better Seriously. product names. Or that guy should have like thrown himself off the boat and then Bill would have been like, Whoa, don't throw yourself off the boat. Like what's this his going name on when just he long enough? They'd think it was a prank. Uncle Milty. Nobody had a hat. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Ethley Bailey got a shout out here. Well, what was that about? I guess that was at the uh who did Ethley Bailey get off? OJ. Somebody pretty famous. Oh, prior to that? Oh, 70s? No, not OJ. <laughs> not in 1978. No. I'm just thinking um, famously he was on that legal team. Yeah, Ethley but Bailey. His, who who do you think his actual thing? He got uh oh uh, God. I'll know it when we find it, but he was a he, it was the case that made him seventies. It might have even been sixties, but Fleet Bailey was like obviously the go-to attorney at that point. 
Here we go. Bailey successfully defended U.S. Army Captain Ernest Medina, 1971 court-martial for responsibility in the My Lai Massacre in Vietnam. That's probably not the one I'm thinking of. That's probably not that. What was F. Lee Bailey known for? Patty Hearst. Maybe. Was it the Patty Hearst? Maybe. I mean, that would have been of the that would have been of the time at least. So Boston Strangler. There you go. These are some big names. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. There's a picture of they don't call you they don't call you the Boston Strangler because you're innocent. No kidding. It's funny. Just every picture of him in the seventies is him with a cigarette in his mouth. Like in court. Good for you, sir. The F was for filtered. That's funny. Uh, so yeah, again, Gopher is telling Doc. Doc is saying, you know, whether he's trying to figure out if he should come clean to the captain. Here we go, Doc. Doc has gone back to going, I, I don't know. And he said, basically, I don't know, but good luck. Essentially, Teflon Doc. Sucks to Teflon be you. Doc. Yeah, I'm not. Nothing sticks to Doc. He knows no. what's going on. Nope. Uh, Sally goes on a day trip to Ensenada. I thought this was funny. This, this, was this funny. got me. This was funny. Uh, while George was recuperating from poison ivy, Sally gets comes back to the ship, goes to her captain. This threw me. Opens the door, and it's well. People, it was it was funny because it was mm. subtle because the person she talks to in the hallway, nobody we've seen, different accent, very whatever. subtle. And then yeah, she opens the door, and it's a different couple. This is where the Effie Bailey thing comes out. But it turns out she's on the Sun Princess. That's right. No, that's right. I again, we haven't been on cruises. I assume they're not like the L, where you can accidentally get on North instead of South or something like that. But like, how lined up are these boats that she just wandered onto the wrong one? How do you not see the big writing? It says Pacific Princess all oh, it does. over. You're right like, on, on the on like the life preservers everywhere. It's yeah. you know it's branded all over. She's you you think she's doing? stepping out already? She was doing something else in Ensenada. You think something she was, was looking on. at the? You think she was looking at the Berman's Encyclopedia of American Shipwrecks? She was probably like, "I can't wait for I can't wait for you anymore, George. You had a bad back. You let me get sunburned. Now you got poison ivy. Yeah, we're newlyweds, dog. That's I'm going true. to Ensenada. Yeah. Mm, also, the pre- the captain of the Sun Princess, Captain Norton, Captain Norton. Why does that guy know who the captain is? He probably knocks on all the doors and invites him to dinner. That's why like, that same bullshit. Like, if I remember the name of the pilot three seconds after they say it, that's a lot. And this guy's like, no, my pilot's Captain Norton. <laughs> Everyone's English on that ship. She should have known when everybody's yeah, English. Yeah, right? Or that's the English version of the love boat. That's the right. air boat. Love. It's the so love boat. <laughs> she was on that. She was on the version of that as a, it's all very meta. Uh, Doc and Gopher hanging out in Gopher's cabin. Phone rings uh, about Sally Allison boarding the wrong ship. I uh, felt bad because he asked to tell George. He, he calls George and tells him his wife's boarding mishap, um, but but tells him that she's fine <laughs> and that she's good. Yeah, yeah. I'll meet you in Los Angeles. So she's on the. She never left that Sun Princess. That's what's going on. Like, wait, so, why don't you just what? I, so, is it stowaway rules? Like, I mean, yeah. Where's she going to stay? I mean, we're assuming they, everything they made, sells out. They made a point to say the thing had already started cruising. 
I assume right. the boat is not going to Los Angeles directly. No, if you just got to fly back, God knows where it's going. And she's got to pay for that flight. It's right. not the boat's fault. And she didn't even bring a purse with her. So, like, that's a bit, that's a costly mistake. What oh, that would be dumb. a nightmare. That'd be dumb. One time, how um, mad he'd be. Oh. One time, I um, was out in South Philly, and we got uh, into our drinks or whatever, and we were going back to the subway, and uh, the it was late, and so the um, there was nobody at the counter or at the uh, window. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any tokens. I only had like cash. So I was going to pay at the window and the gates were locked and everything. So I was like, well, screw this. And I jumped over the turnstile. And I thought that was just the coolest thing in the world because the subway pulled right up and I got right on it. And I was like, so long, suckers. And then realized I was going the wrong direction. <laughs> so. Aha, jokes on you, Septa. Yep. <laughs> but. I did not have to ride the subway the entire way you back didn't, you didn't and have then to, fly you, to my house. So. You didn't end up in somewhere in Central America and have to yeah, fly back to Philadelphia. Yeah, land of the deer. So um, We also man. got, this was probably our most extended look at Gopher's cabin. And he's got some posters on the wall. Um, Is that Groucho on his wall? It was... I tried to slow it down to see. They're definitely like old timey movie things. So basically Gopher's cabin is like your last college dorm or your first apartment. That's kind of how it's decorated. Or if you're 40 something still living at home with your mom in a basement, it's that kind of vibe. But the other thing is when at one point when they're doing the, Oh no, Oh no. Behind doc's shoulder is a portal. So we went 11 episodes with zero windows on this boat. That's right. And now last week we had one. This week we've got two. So we're lousy with, with windows now. So Yeah, but what level room? Not every room is gonna have a porthole. I thought I wouldn't think a crew room would have a porthole if that's like a thing. See, I have. would think every room has that level of porthole. Because it oh, really like is a circle. like Like how many ho- you don't go to a hotel where it has no window. Yeah, but do all ships have windows like that on the side? Like, I would think that's just an easy. I, I would feel claustrophobic. You're already on a boat. Yeah, I mean they do seem very closed off. These rooms. I mean a little, you know, three foot round windows. And oh, we like, never ah. see the we never see the fourth wall. I assume they're all on the fourth wall. Oh, it's all glass basically behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the gallery. The glass, it's the gallery glass. elevator. That's funny. That's funny. Um. And again, George uh, is sobbing uncontrollably about the fact that she's going to be flying back to L.A. Hey, we're back in the promenade suite, the less than par promenade suite. Oof. Bill and Doreen are apologizing to Julie, Doc, and Gopher not being able to pull it off. Uh, and they come to an agreement. They're all to blame for trying to pass off as this rich couple. Uh, Greg and the Loudons stop by, which... What again? Hey, hey, boundaries. What are you doing? I I, I don't want to talk about work. You're showing up at the room now. Get well, out of here. How else? We, look, this makes so sense. Weird. We see so many times on this boat mm-hmm. where people just try to run into people. This actually makes sense. I need to talk to this person. I'm I know going where this there. person is staying. I'm going here. You know what? You're right. This is I the do. smartest thing. What's this guy's name? Everett. This is the smartest thing Everett Loudon ever did. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Okay. Uh, they tell Bill they like the, quote, cut of his jib. They offer him a job in Everett's advertising agency to work on Greg Beatty's account exclusively. Bill Bill basically says, I work in a supermarket and I've never studied advertising. Doreen basically says something about how she, he can do anything he puts his mind to. You know, like pursuing a degree in advertising in your head. Uh, Bill thinks that over because, you know, you only need a few seconds to think about that and decide, sure, okay. Shakes everyone's hand and Doc takes full credit for this wonderful outcome. With a 100% look into the camera. They tried to cheat it that he was looking at Julie and Gopher, but it was 100. You didn't think I could pull it off, did you? It was amazing. Just Doc. Perfect. He's just such a he's so well utilized in this episode. He this I don't want to I don't need to see him, you know, deliver a child, which we've seen. I don't want to see him, you know, give somebody a ridiculously large sling or or gives provide somebody with a wheelchair. Just be this guy. Just be this guy. You rule. I just don't um, I just hmm. don't understand. Like it was actually good in that um He's only a trainee, right? They're not like giving him a full time job, right? You know, it's it's low level. This was like as realistic sure. as you. This is realistic as you could get for this yeah. scenario. Like they're not hiring him to be the vice president or something no, like it was, uh, no. you know, Air Bud or something. Like it was pretty like normal. It was, it was yeah, earned. it was pretty realistic. It was, I mean, as realistic as it can be given right. the. Uh, Sam tells a morose Wendy, "We're back to these guys again who are lounging in the pool area." Um, she's saying he's saying you know Teddy really wants to talk to you. Um, by the way, why don't you go make me a sandwich? Like that's kind of what he was doing before. Like, yeah. Oh, you're sad. Oh. Unpack my clothes. Like dude. Sam, Sam and Teddy really yes. screw up Wendy's sweet deck setup where nobody's there. Yeah. Like guy. we can do this tomorrow. There's no one out here at the pool. Like, how about we just everyone just leave Wendy alone? Yeah. Good Wendy's Lord, had a bit man. of a day. She's yeah. been through enough. Yeah. Uh, she kind of tells him that like, she's not interested. She's not interested. That's it. Here comes Teddy. He's arguing that he did give a hoot or did care about her, but, to, but wasn't in her life because he had nothing to offer her because he's a screw up and drinks too much and lies about everything. Lies about uh, everything. Yeah. So we like lies about everything. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, eh? Eh? what are you, what are you getting at? I'm just saying this guy lies about everything. Right. Everything. Everything. Right. So this might not be Teddy. I think it's very much Teddy. I don't think that's his daughter. He was just, he just wanted something new on a Thursday, like exciting and new. Into, well, I tell you, it didn't take him long to come to the conclusion. There's no, there's no it's a crappy grainy photo like what do you right it's a polaroid picture right and they don't even go to the well on him having the same name as that guy you know that Mm -hmm. that was in the story teddy is doing all of this based on seeing wendy and and the one grainy picture of somebody who hooked up with 30 years ago maybe he hates sea captains and he wants to ruin this woman's memory of her dad being this ship captain that went down. He's like, nope. 
I'm your real dad, and I'm a real POS. Guess what? Let me just let me just destroy your hopes and dreams for your hero dad. They didn't do anything with like, like, here's your mom's name, right? And Wendy's like, no, that's not my mom's name. <laughs> just like so. Oh, give me and then something. He really goes for the open mouth kiss on her. You know, <laughs> look, I have your name tattooed on my back. No, that's not you. Oh, it's, just, it's the 70s. Do the locket, please. Do the damn locket. Oh, like, like it just locket. makes it so That's much good. easier. That's like, good. Come on. Uh, what does the locket say? Well, this one says BR and yours says ETT. Brett? <laughs> yeah, who's Brett? Uh, I just found it. I'm a piece that of garbage and I lie a lot. Enjoy it. In, in that photo that you rooted through my <laughs> hotel room. That's with. right. That's right. And I touched all of your belongings. <laughs> Just so creepy. Um, he starts to shuffle off, and up, oh yeah, of course she's going to be like, "No, don't go, stop it." Rushes back over, and they a fatherly hug or whatever you want to. It was just well more than fatherly. Very strange. Very strange. Uh, as George disembarks solo, remember she's flying back to L.A. Uh. Uh, he recaps talking about they've suffered every imaginable thing and they've been separated for two days. You know, Uh, George comes off pretty whiny and pretty angry. The crews did nothing to you. Everything that happened to them is on them. She got on the wrong boat. She didn't put suntan lotion on. He got poison ivy. She got on the wrong boat. If you have a bad back, generally you just don't get a bad back. Like you have a bad back and then it like becomes irritated by doing something. So know how much you can lift. I'm not saying anything, anything bad about Kathy Bates, but like if you were like, come on. If you weren't even on the boat, like a day you do that, like, you know what? I just didn't appreciate that he was kind of being crappy to Julie. Yeah. For stuff wife, that the boat had no on the wrong boat. zero you, control over. You went and picked wild flowers and got poison ivy, dummy. Yeah. Like, what do you yeah. want from me? Yeah. All these things this that happened. Why the minister was, this is why the minister was late. Well, be mad at the sun. Be mad at the poison ivy. Be mad at your wife for not, for, yeah. you know, losing her ability to read and your getting on the wrong boat. And yeah. come on. And if you have a bad back, take, think about it. Um, <laughs> so funny. Julie, um, um, Julie has to listen to this idiot complain, and then Kathy Bates shows up. Julie is, you know, talking to the Allisons on the deck in her white jacket with oh, a no. blue shirt. That's all. White jacket, blue shirt. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Then we, um, then we head back inside, um. Because we're wrapping up the Goodmans at the desk again, mm-hmm. where uh, you know they're like, "Oh, all's well that ends well," and all that stuff. And and mm-hmm. what's Julie wearing as everybody's oh, leaving? No. Blue jacket, red shirt. We had two continuity errors in the same episode after having one last week. Well, they were bookended too, beginning and the end. Well, let what me ask you: Was it the same story with the same? Because co- now I'm wondering how yeah. it shot. Yes, it was. Well, okay. The Goodmans had blue jacket, red shirt. Okay. The white jacket, blue shirt. The first part was Teddy's storyline in the beginning, and then the wedding people were at the end. Inexcusable. 
We're sitting here watching 250 of these damn things. What are we doing? What are we doing? The least you can do is put one of Julie's outfits on and have a board. You have three storylines. It's not that complicated. You know what, Julie? Every time you greet people at the beginning, you wear a white jacket. Where Every time you let people off, you wear a blue one, and we're it, good. It's a 40-minute show. It's a 40-minute show. How hard is it? Wear the same thing for 40 minutes. I am, I am outraged. I'm at the point where if I see it next week, I'm done. You're like, we're wrapping up the Love Boat Project at episode 14. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) That'd be a fun thumbnail. It's like at least last week. So lazy. Last week was sloppy, but it was like that whole scene that it happened in was such a weird acting scene. That almost felt like it, like something happened or something like that. This is just this is just ridiculous. Yeah, doesn't bode uh, well for future episodes of continuity if this is what we're doing in the first season. No, no. Or maybe this is because it is the first season. Maybe, maybe. we iron these type of things out. Well, let's hope uh, so. I hope so. Bill and Doreen bid the Loudons and Greg Beatty, Beatty, Betty, Beatty, Larry Tate, uh, Larry Tate. Uh, they they say goodbye for now, and they express you know happy they're about working together in the future. They say goodbye to the crew. Relieved, and everything worked out. Captain wanders over and informs his crew he just got a call from Martin Stockwood. You knew it was happening. And he says, uh, shakes his head and says, These Madison Avenue types will go to any lengths to land an account. It's a real jungle out there. It's a real jungle out there and ambles off. Mm. Still seemingly clueless. Yeah, he never really, he never really got it. So, okay, so then, yeah, so then, right, Stubing leaves, Doc does another kind of ham, ham job bit, and everybody kind of laughs, and Doc laughs for a while, right? So, the first time I watched this, I turned it off. That was it. I assumed that was the end. I don't know why I didn't wait for the credits or anything. I didn't wait for that the credits either. Such a obviously show it over was the end. Yeah, I didn't it wait. Why? And then it happened? wasn't the end. Oh, uh, you didn't. You didn't see Act uh, Five. Same thing happened to me. Same thing happened to me. I thought it was over because so there no, was a lull. Like ended. There, okay. there is an Act Five after that. So of that's what? weird. So Act Five. Well, the way it was cut, it 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 looked exactly. like it was over. And I'm it like, felt like okay. it was over, hundred yeah. percent. So Act Five um, is Teddy and Wendy and right. and Sam. They come down the steps, and and he's doing a whole bunch of like, you know, the best part about being your father is, you know, what's the crazy thing about being your father? And uh, Robert no. Hayes is calling him dad already, and then Robert Hayes oh. like is like, all right, dad, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And he leaves. And then Wendy's like, dad, hmm. And it's like one of those. And this is where the smooching went down. A lot of smooching went I down. I gotta go back then. I gotta yeah. go back. Yeah, the, it was just, it was, I mean, he's not like, it's not overt, but it's not how you kiss your a little much for a father daughter especially for a father who hasn't seen her in what 26 years yeah it was a little bit but then at the end Stubing's like well you certainly have gotten your act together i've never seen you so focused and there and then he's just like going to town and then ginger shows up um 
He probably didn't and, want that life anymore, right? No, he did. He went right oh, for it. Oh, he did? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. What's the lesson here? Is Crane's going to crane? That's yeah. just the way it's going to be. So that that is so weird that we both missed it the first you, time. I, well, because, because when you were talking about the smooch and stuff, I was like... Oh, I'm not crazy. I didn't have like a second <laughs> like a I was fanfic. Like, I, I don't have a Teddy Anderson like, fanfic. Yeah, did he did he write a prequel? Is it what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. Okay, I'll go yeah. back. No, because it did, it had a it had the pause, it had the end, it had the little thing like yeah. okay. I knew there was more time, but I'm like, it's nope. not like there's a post credit scene. The it's only reason I realized it is because I didn't hit pause and I was writing my notes, and all of a sudden here it comes back five. Because my actual thought was that's weird they didn't go back to the teddy storyline at the end but they did oh, so man don't go back and watch it because well if you want to see uh father smooch's daughter i'm good I, i'll take you yeah i'm good with you yeah um but it was it was weird uh a weird end regardless fair enough i um interesting interesting episode yeah let's let's get into it so total is a recap yeah. I, I it's it's not the best episode i mean no, i don't think no. anything was particularly good but i don't think anything was particularly bad and the last few weeks we have had at least one storyline that was garbage garbage just garbage for a while um and and so i think this is like a like a single just a nice single to right field just solid. It was a well, solid I, episode. I also think it hits those three marks, right? I got the, oh, the, I, the, the, the hijinks. Right, we got hijinks, right? A lot of hijinks. Like we got we got wah wah. A few. Now, of can them. you can we expand on what wah wah is? Like you know wah wah. They, like come up in like oh like, uh, sad sack or I, the sunburn. You know, and the camera pans wah wah. You know, just this. So that's not hijinks. That's dip hijinks is like I'm gonna act like I'm somebody else. Gotcha. Like there's a plan. Gotcha. So for me, it's it's hijinks, wah, wah, and emotional strings. I got all three in this episode, yep. right? So yep. I think we're we're on brand. This is a good formula, but I do agree, not the best episode. I think my formula at this point is going to be storyline, you know, three for three gets you in yeah. the conversation, obviously. And we, we haven't had that. But but again, there was not anything that was just the equivalent of uh, the dog. No, or, it, wasn't, it wasn't that blatant. It or the blatant. stupid Florence Henderson inner monologue. Or like we've had squeezing a song in there. Or yeah, yeah. we've had several weeks in a row, even last week with the Julie and the preacher. Like we've had several weeks in a row where there's just been a real drag of a storyline. Um, so it's good to at least have nothing that was just like ugh, hot garbage. Like I don't, I don't have notes in here that's just like ugh, or something like that, you know. So. Yeah, no. What it, it, and and honestly, the the things that I took issue with are the things that I would always take issue with. Like these right. aren't new things that I'm irritated about. It's just yeah. normal. Yeah. It's par and, for the course. And and really, probably as even handed and consistent a character of the regulars, the regular crew yeah. too. Nobody went really out of bounds. They they gave Isaac nothing, like just weirdly nothing this week. Um, it is weird. You'd think like each story would maybe have something to do with a different crew member. Like Julie is in, she's in, she's in everybody's yeah. business. 
Yeah, and then Steubing is getting more involved in the the show. But it is weird. Isaac and, and Gopher really kind of trade off, but they're both getting like 15, 20% tops, you know, and for only having five. And in a week like this, where you have a guy like Bob Crane, right. who just, you know, exactly. on the show, basically he stole the show. Like he yeah. just, it, the light shines brighter on that guy. Yeah. He was just, yeah. Is there any, is there anybody else for captain of the week? I mean, to me, no, it wasn't even, no. I didn't even write down a Not second. Even close. Like, he was, no, he was amazing. Was, and we'll so, see, yeah, we'll see I, if he I, wins a, a love boaty. Yeah, of the year I'll be interested. Like I was trying to kind of run through it through my head. And, you know, we've kind of talked about like we had Diana Carroll and we had Charo, but they also got to sing and stuff like that. Like this is yeah. just straight up acting. And if we break it down by male and female, that'll really be I, I can't even think of anybody who's been close. John oh, Ritter, probably. I mean, you're going to have best song. Best original song. I mean, you got all these things. We're going to have to get working on this. Stay That's tuned for the love, the love bodies at the end of season one here. Huge. Oh, we should call them the stubbies. Perfect. The stubbies. Why? Yeah, write that down. Yeah, okay. write that down. Stubbies. Um, this was actually hard this week. What did you have for walk the plank? Uh, Robert Hayes. He didn't <laughs> even need to be there. He was, he was just a hand that, that delivered the picture on the, he, he, it was a nothing. Yeah. You could have had interactions with Vince that would, oh, can you take my picture, crew member? And Vince takes the picture. Like it, everything could have been handled by Vince. Oh, Robert by the Hayes. way, yeah. Vince, did you see, see where Gopher like runs down the steps and then jumps over the railing? Yeah. What an insult to Vince. I was looking Gopher, at You're able eyes. to like jump off of these stairs and you made me go upstairs for that. Now I'm in a chair probably. That was a decent jump. That was pretty. That was pretty good. Oh, I went back and watched going, it again. Oh, you know that's going to hurt the bottom of your feet when you land, sir. Oh, Especially yeah. Fred Grandy's uh, not doing that now. White. Well, not many of them are. Um, I went with, uh, what was his name? The the groom. Oh, um, I didn't like him, and I really didn't like the way he was kind of being a jerk at the end. He was. Um, I don't know. And I feel like he that felt like a cruise that he booked. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he was so upset. Kathy Bates was pretty go with the flow. He was just always mad. And I assume he was mad because he wasn't getting some, but that was also his fault. So but I just also, didn't like him yelling at Julie at the end about it. No. No, I, I agree. You don't do that. And and the whole like you know, the the Reverend was late thing and it's maybe yeah. four thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. Like, would you guys get married in Ohio? Did you guys what, drive all night? Like, well, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine driving sense. all night in that get up? Oh, they're stopping anyway, that's, every that's two total... minutes to make whoopee. It's just ridiculous. That, I actually had to think about this week, though, and that's the last few weeks it's been like, I had to think about the 15 options we had for worst, so. I know. I, it's not easy. Sometimes there's a glaring. That's, good. that's a good, it's a good problem to have. It is so, a good problem to have. That's totals and a recap for this week. All right. Plugs. Uh, got some great, great stuff out there on Instagram. Love Boat Project on Instagram. Love Boat Project on Twitter. Love Boat Project at Gmail. And find us on YouTube every other Monday with a brand new episode. Love Boat Project on YouTube. Also, next time, episode 14, a little tease for you. Ooh. It's an Isaac heavy episode. There you go. 
And we also welcome aboard a kleptomaniac chimpanzee named Louise. I'm not kidding. Until next oh. time. No, now, man, there's no portal. <laughs> <laughs>